Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Dicking Gaming Podcast. And what do you know? It's been a Big Dicking Gaming. I'm Mike for episode 90 on Wednesday, the 3rd of August, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing the analog pocket is finally starting to open up its capabilities, just like Into God's Mom. Sony reveals new details about the PlayStation VR 2's interface and features. And will be will this be the final one min for the swin? Hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Welcome, Intigot. I'm hosting this week because Intigot's voice is a little funny. Hello, Mike. Lucky hello, I don't hello. have any uh, things to talk about this week. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and over to my other side, I got Swinny. How you doing, Swinny? I feel like we've made a grave mistake. <laughs> yeah, I've made a very huge mistake. I do like how I said to Mike many, many times, the swearing, uh, you know, you kind of get away with it as long as you don't swear within the first minute. That's like where you start <laughs> to just run yourself well, into trouble. I, I it, it's it's you know I was watching a bit of uh, a bit of uh, George Carlin. I, w- I won't mention the words he used, obviously, because we're still within that time period. And I feel like that word is on on a, on an okay list. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, right. it's, it's fine. It's not too bad <laughs> compared to other words. Okay. okay. So anyway, first of all, find our links in the description below or at bigwigpod.com. Don't forget to follow us on our sh- socials. Thank you, the one person that has subscribed in the last week. Yeah. You're awesome. Whoever that is. If it's a bot, I still like you. Uh, so we also have a Discord server now. Um, again, sort of spurred about a little bit by us, but also by Huda Dude, who, who suggested the idea to get the community involved, including him or herself. I'm assuming himself. Um, so <laughs> also... Have it themselves. Themselves, whatever. Yeah, 2022. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, we got uh, a link over <laughs> uh, with more Jesus. stuff at bigwigpod.com. Uh, that should cover the community stuff. Do we have any corrections this week? I don't know. I, maybe a quick correction, Swinny. Maybe we don't number this episode and we just call this <laughs> <laughs> the sideshow midweek in gaming. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. And also, mental note, don't let Mike host the show again. Uh, I do believe, though, that, Swinny, you do have a question for us. I, I do have a question, and the question is, did you guys know, uh, at least in Melbourne, I don't know about anywhere else in Australia, that some um, cans of the American energy drink, G Fuel, aka Gamer Fuel, have oh, started yeah, showing up. G Fuel! Are we getting started, G Fuel in Australia? Started showing up in servos in mm, Australia, damn. and here's one I tried out uh, <laughs> during the week, which was the... Tetris Blast, and I gotta say, is it all right? No, no, I would not recommend. But Damn. I've got one. On those things? I have one here that is unopened. That's so awesome. what I thought I would do is I would actually try it on the air yeah, for the first yes. time, and that is G Fuel PewDiePie Edition. What? <laughs> okay, and you can get that at a server in Australia. This now. was in That's an awesome. Australian servo in Melbourne, and That's I'm awesome. like, I cannot. Ignore PewDiePie's face here. It doesn't actually say what the flavor is. That could it's be zero sh- that could be PewDiePie flavor. That could be us one day. It's zero sugar. Yeah, maybe, totally it's like, us. maybe it's like maybe it's like PewDiePie juice or something. Um, Do they have a, a, the kids a phone we can call or a, a website so we can ask them if they want to brand us on it? Oh, or, now or, I've got a question. Now I've got a question. But you go first, Winnie. 
I was just I was just gonna say it's very clear that it has zero calories, but also zero anything else of substance other than three hundred milligrams of caffeine. What the I am not gonna be, I'm gonna taste this. I'm gonna taste this this, but I'm not gonna drink no, you this, should, if that's, that makes sense. Because you already had the other one today, right? So you're already a- no, Over no, the te- I had the Tetris Plus one. one like days ago. But okay, so you're fine. <laughs> so you, you had a question before I did the taste test. Well, is it? Do you have a question or it says no, he has a question? My question was: Had you? Do did you guys know? know about this? So we do oh, that. They started selling G Fuel in Australia. My question was: If there's a Big Wig Pod G Fuel brand, what flavor would it be? Oh, what flavor peach. would it be? Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it be peach? Because um, I love peach. peach It'd be flavors. toxic something, wouldn't it? It's toxic amiibo. It's something amiibo. Toxic Kemco amiibo. Kemco amiibo. Oh god! Imagine Kemco amiibos. Anyway, all right. All right so, skull it, skull do you guys it. want me to taste some yeah, Pie juice? Yep. Yeah. I want to see you die live on there. I'm not going to skull. All right. Skull. 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 No. No. Wait. 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 Skull. Skull. You got to hear. Get the sound effect. Let's. All right, no, this way. is a legitimate. I'm so not tasting this. It? If so anything, confusing. like if it's anything like the Tetris Blast one, um, I'm not looking forward to it. Go, go, okay. go! Hard, how does PewDiePie taste? Spit it out like a wine. You <laughs> gotta, you gotta like oh, gurgle it a bit. Doesn't like the taste <laughs> of PewDiePie. <laughs> PewDiePie, <laughs> it's not. How's honestly, that PewDiePie in your mouth? <laughs> how's that? How's that PewDiePie? PewDiePie. Um, honestly. It is much better than that bloody Tetris one. It's almost like, like a. Before him. It's almost <laughs> like a doc, Dr. Pepper flavor. Oh, I so. like Dr. Pepper. Okay, it's so not, that's not bad. That's not bad. Aftertaste is a little questionable. Okay. So, because so, uh, you know, I don't drink soft drink. Is that a soft drink? Do you reckon G Fuel? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any energy. Uh, energy soft, soft drink. Soft drink. Yeah. So I don't really even think of it care. like that. I feel like soft drink is like so specific to like Solo, Coke, Pepsi. Mm. All these new ones, to me, they're not even like soft drink. They're just so off the charts. Well, you've got to remember any carbonated drink. Mm. You've also got to remember soft, soft drink. drink is also not really a term that every country uses. As That's well. true. It's a very Aussie so, term, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the, yeah, that was my question. Thank you for answering that you guys I'm didn't know about though. G Fuel. We should buy some G Fuel and put it in the background so we're more legit. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe we can get a sponsorship. <laughs> no, we just pretend to go. We just pretend to be sp- We should do that. That would actually be really funny if we just pretend to have sponsorships and just lay like a hundred sponsorships throughout the whole video. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already, you know, we, you just spoke about Seven Eleven because that's where you bought it from, right? No, True. no, it wasn't Seven well, Eleven. This was. I a... did say no, he said yeah, Servo. No. He said Servo. So, ah, Servo. Uh, okay. I think it was BP. BP, interesting. Wait, wait, wait boys, boys, BP. why are we saying these brands? They're not paying us yet. Yeah, they're not not yet. But we gotta, we gotta pretend like they are. Wait till next week, you're gonna beat people. Yeah. Success breeds success. That's true. That's... Once we tell people we're sponsored by 50 people, we're gonna get actual sponsors. Yeah, well, what is that? Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It doesn't work, the joke. You know, Oprah had this thing where it's like, you just believe something or you just say it's gonna happen. And then it will happen. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> what is that thing called? It's like it's like the secret. It's the part secret. Of that. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's called the secret. Universal something. Honestly, that's got to be one of the dumbest things the <laughs> in the world. It's got to be one of the dumbest well, things. The only thing to it is that success definitely does breed success. So there, there is something to to that. Well, I'd say positivity so, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, positivity. Of course, yeah, right? yeah, totally. But just going, I'm going to have a Ferrari doesn't mean you're going to have a Ferrari. Probably not. I've been right? trying that for thirty plus years. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the games. 
Mike. Excellent. As the host. <laughs> yeah, of course. So Intigot, the JRPG noob, tries out the latest model with software Xenoblade Chronicles 3. How does it stack up to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in his short time with the game? Tell us, Intigot. Thank you, host Mike. Nice. Uh, so I grabbed this game during the week. I, I was just going to boot it up to try it out. So I have all the Xenoblade games, Xenoblade Chronicles X as well, and Torna even, the physical copy of Torna. So that's the spi- like spin-off DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Anyway, and I wasn't really intending to do much more than just boot it up, make sure I collect my little gold points for having a physical game, you know, see how it plays. And man, I was, I'm getting like hooked into this game. I mean, like super, super early impressions. Um, but man, I love the story. Like it actually really shocks me given I've played a little bit of the other Xenoblade games and they absolutely didn't click with me at the start. Whereas this game, I don't know, it's really dark, it's different, um, and it looks awesome. And so much so, just calling it out, I'm like, okay, like I'm pretty sure I remember Xenoblade Chronicles 2 handheld because I normally play Switch handheld, just sort of looking like ass, right? And I'm like, maybe I've got a bad memory about that because Chronicles 3 looks so good, right? And I was just only playing a handhold. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to boot up uh, Chronicles Definitive Edition. So the first game, they got ported to the Switch. And that looked like, it looked pretty rubbish. I think it looks pretty good uh, docked, but it looks pretty rubbish handheld. Then I booted Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on handheld. My God. Like, how did that game go live the way it looks? It's so shocking handheld. I I, I think I know where you're going with this is, like, unless you haven't seen it, because uh, Digital Foundry did a whole I analysis of that stuff. It. Yeah, I haven't watched and it. yeah, like they basically compared it. The way that it upscales is shits all over Xenoblade Chronicles Two. And again, like I haven't played that game. This is just based on their analysis. And you see in that video that they have, it's a good watch. Um, man, they've done a great job with this game. Yeah, it's super impressive. And then, now I'm confronted with this really weird spot where. Should I just play this game? I mean, the games are loosely linked. Like, I, there's some stuff, some spoilery stuff. Supposedly, it's like a deeper link to some of the games that you kind of don't want to know, if you know, because it will spoil it. But I'm, a, I'm sort of a bit torn on the whole thing. I'm like, maybe I will play this game. I feel like this game's almost like a potential game of the year caliber type of game. Uh, wow. Reviewed really well. And, like, I'm really into it. Like, I was shocked because I'm not really the biggest JRPG fan, but... The story is so dark and disturbing. It's awesome. I love it. It's like these soldiers, this is right at the start of the game, so it's not really a spoiler, but, Hmm. you know, right at the start of the game, you know, it's talking about warring factions and you're playing as this soldier and they all, like, live 10 years and that's it. And then, like, when they hit their 10 years, they basically absorb their soul and, you know, keep on fighting and stuff. It's so fucking disturbing. (laughs) Like, this is awesome. I love it. Blade Runner vibes. Yeah, so I don't know, Sweeney. You're the you're the JRPG expert on the panel, and you know a little bit about the Xeno series. You haven't played many of them or any of them, but I mean, can I jump into three? Can I just skip the one and two? Look, I cannot, with any you know, like authority, talk about the Xenoblade games at all. But but with your I, authority, from, from <laughs> with my authority, which is completely unfounded. It sounds like you probably can, uh, because Unbounded even my ass. Because even the tenuous links, um, you know, like you're going to get value out of that if you play the other game, sure. Mm. But I think that these games are designed to be friendly for new players, just like a lot of 
honestly, like even like obviously the Final Fantasy games are generally you know disconnected That's outside true. of a That's couple true. of them. Um, you know, the Tales games are the same. With you know, like even for instance, I recently played Tales of Berseria, which is technically actually a connected to another Tales game, and I I still enjoyed it. You know, I would have got more out of it, which I think we're talking about, but it doesn't change the fact that you can play it. You know, this mm. is not. If we're talking a game that directly picks up off the first game, like a Golden Sun 1 to Golden Sun 2 situation, mm. no, I'd never recommend in that situation. So but go yeah, ahead, man, play it. I think it's just my OCD. Like normally mm. when you get into these situations where you know, it, like Final Fantasy is a good example because Final Fantasy for the most part are completely disconnected. Totally it's just like yeah. certain themes or, you know, chocobos and stuff like that, you know, elements, mm. are, but it's not story. Final Fantasy VI. I don't think there's any other Final Fantasy game that touches back onto Final Fantasy VI, right? I, can't I mean, think there's, of any off the top there's of my spin-offs, head. but generally they're like non-canon. Yeah, story exactly. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so. Whereas this has got like it's that awkward spot where they've like made it kind of a little bit connected, but not really. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you're right. I think if I start with this one, I just got to get past my OCD, and then it's like okay, like it, it'll be fine, like. Mm. Even when I go, if I go back and play one and two, like I'll go, oh shit, now I get this thing in three. Hmm. So yeah, I think I'm going to play this boys. It's, it's, it's really, I, I think you'd like it's it. Sold. Like, honestly, I think you'd it's like it, dude. I know I would like I'm it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I, with this I game. know I would like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. Yeah, yeah, go on. Related to what you just said about liking the game and related to what Intigod said about the game looking like ass. I like ass. Where does the expression Jesus. looks like ass being a negative thing come from? I don't understand. And is it referring to buttocks or is it referring to a donkey? You, that because is actually, either, either ones are nice. That's actually I like not donkeys a bad, as well. That's a very good question, Mike. I you went somewhere with that. Yeah, you, you, that, was a, that was a roller coaster, that one. That was a, you, you were struggling. That's, I don't know. You might be right. Maybe it is more the donkey element. I'd never Maybe thought donkey, about that. But donkeys are cute, so I don't get that angle either. But wait, but an ass isn't a donkey, right? It is. Uh, well, it, uh, no, isn't it? But I don't. I don't isn't know the delineation. Isn't it a sterile donkey? Oh, I thought it's if. Uh, I can't I remember. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, just to close out, an animal there's... of the horse family, which is typically smaller than a horse and has longer ears than a brain call. Mm. So is it a donkey or not an ass? Well, an ass is basically a donkey, isn't it? What well, you you're like literally the on Wikipedia and you're not answering the bloody hoot. question. Well, did you did you search is a donkey an ass? No, I didn't. But if <laughs> I search or for image ass, search donkey ass. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna search for that. Is a donkey an All right, ass? Can, can we an move on? ass is either a male or female donkey. It took me oh, one yeah. Google search. Right. Okay, Mike's so useless. Is it another let's word for, real. for donkey then? All right, come on, let's Mike. Let's. I want to wrap this up. Anyway, let's wrap it up. We'll <laughs> um, we'll do so, some research. Wait, wait, wait. Come back next week. So yeah, yeah, like high level. I would say if people were put off with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 but are thinking of dipping into this game, I'd so far I'd highly recommend checking it out. It seems pretty cool. And it runs way better than Xenoblade, Chron- Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So let's jump into what else we've been playing. And uh, Swinney, do you want to open the batting on the joint contribution? Yes. So last week I mentioned at the very end of the show um, that we're like, okay, well, what's coming out next week? I said, I don't know, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dip back into a game that I've had in my pile of shame for a very long period of time, which is the very first Bayonetta. Shame. And 
I've only ever played through maybe the first two hours of Bayonetta in the past and I always just put it down, not because I didn't enjoy it, just because I got distracted and never came back to it. And then, we, you know, we're talking about Bayonetta 3 recently in the show with the release date announcement and Naive Angel mode and all this stuff. So I thought, give it another shot. And uh, I think, Intergot, you may have joined me yep. um, for a bit of a, a spell on it this week. So. Yeah, a bit of witch play, witch time. Which, which play you know i didn't mean the word spell there so I yeah a good opportunity to really sell that one but i honestly i probably i'm i'm not that far into it i've probably played about three hours in from the start yeah, i'm now. about two hours i think and i look i'm having i'm having a lot of fun with it the but the issue that i have is actually nothing to do with the game um is in recent like the last 12 months i've been trying to be really careful with games and right that, no, not hemorrhoids, <laughs> but games that require a lot of butt mashing, butt, butt mashing, or games where I tend oh, to yeah. butt mash. Yeah. And unfortunately, what I realise with Bayonetta is I tend to butt mash all the time in this game. So I'm taking it a bit easy. I'll probably just play maybe an hour or so a week because um, I'm just trying to just make sure I don't get like You're getting like and RSI and stuff. And stuff. Mm. Yeah, so I don't want that to happen, obviously. So I'm just being a bit uh, careful. But I've enjoyed it so far. Have you ever thought of doing turbo controller on that stuff? Yeah. You have a few well, of those. No, but the thing is, it's like the game, you can... Obviously, it requires a lot of fast button matches, but I mean, the combos are pretty like, yeah, you know... It's say. more like I have a tendency to do it all the time yeah, because yeah. it's just like... Also, honestly, I, I suck at the game. Like, the game is pretty lenient in the early stages with its checkpoints and if you die, it'll give you back your full health on the checkpoint and mm. stuff. Um, but I am dying a lot and I... I I can kind of see where you know this game on high difficulty would be a real challenge. So yeah, the co- yeah and the combos I find that even you know practicing the combos, I'm not nailing it each time. I don't know if I'm mm. just like not focusing enough, or there's something about the way that you're doing the combos. I don't know, like it's just not quite clicking yet. But I am really really enjoying the game. I think it's a very very cool game. Um, I do love the hamminess and the over the top nature mm. of the whole game. I actually, okay, like, I know you're just going to totally disagree with me on this point, but we had this debate about the gratuitous of the sexuality of the game, right? And whether it was gratuitous or not. Honestly, I think if anything's gratuitous about this game, it's the violence. It actually surprised me how over-the-top violent this game is. And if you're looking at the scale of, like, sexuality versus violence, I think it's way more violent than it is over-the-top sexual. I think we just have a different philosophy on how to apply the term gratuitous. Well, I just think, you know, blowing someone's brains out, like slowly, like walking oh, up is way violence. worse than no nudity at all. Like, I, and this is a Western dis- culture thing. This is a Western culture thing right now. I'm not disagreeing as gratuitous violence in any way. But um, but yeah, look, I the only thing for me is I think that it's almost like it's got too much dialogue, especially at the start. It's yeah, like, it's, full, it's like a movie. It's Yeah, and... I'm like, okay, it feels like they probably could have said the same amount of stuff in like a third of the time at the beginning. But mm. as you get, as I played more, it kind of like eased up a bit on that stuff. So, but yeah, I'm having fun. Um, I don't know when I'll get around to actually finishing it if I'm playing it like piecemeal slowly. But uh, yeah, I, I like it. So. I'm, I'm keen to get through it and see if I can get through Bayonetta 2 as well, just because that's a shorter game than Bayonetta 1. So I do wonder if... A little bit of what you're saying, if they've edited the game a little bit with Bayonetta 2 just to make it snappier. Maybe. Like, I'm really open to that. Because I'm sort of along for the ride with this game. It just feels like one of those games, you know, you're just going to go on with it and 
you know, whatever it wants to, t wherever it wants to take you. It's like, all right, this is a crazy game. Makes no sense half the time, but it's quite funny. Um, yeah. What else I've been playing? Uh, I've like, I'll cover it shortly with analog pocket. There's a bunch of updates. I don't think you know about a lot of these updates yet, Mike. So you'll be interested to hear, uh, played a little bit of Dakatana Game Boy Color, given that we mentioned it, uh, last week. My first hour of playing that is already much more enjoyable than the actual Dakatana game as it came out. So there was, it's quite funny in the Wikipedia article, it talks about that they suppressed the game because they thought it was better than the actual <laughs> PC game, which I thought was quite funny. Um, and the other one, like I played a bunch of Game Boy, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games, but uh, Warrior Land was one of the other ones I wanted to mention. I've never gotten around to playing this. I played number one, two, and three, not four. I don't know anything about like four, but I have not enjoyed it as much as the earlier games. The whole mechanic of Wildland 4 where you have to kind of escape the level at the end. Yeah. Is like Super like, Metroid style, like yeah, countdown. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but it was, it felt like they tried something different, but mm. it just didn't like, I love the first three to death. Yeah. Um, and I think number four just, it looks nice, but it just didn't kind of nail it like the other ones to me. And I think maybe that was part of it. But. Yeah, that's I'm kind of landing in that spot now. Like, I didn't even mention it, but I beat Warrior Land earlier this year. Like, just playing through oh, it, I'm like, oh, man, I just love this game so much. I love how it toys with sort of platforming in Mario as well as a genre and tries to do everything different. Uh, but yeah, Warrior Land 4, it just... It just doesn't quite feel like a full-on Nintendo game for me so far, like in a weird way. So mm. like, I'm not even sure if I'll go back and keep trying to play through it. Um, and just given all the developments on the analog pocket, it's kind of like, you know, I got to play smart. And the other one is just, you know, playing so much on the pocket this week, man, my hands were starting to cramp so much. Mm. Like I love the form factor of it. Like I still wouldn't choose it to be different, I don't think. But I kind of wish there was a, you know, a original Game Boy Advance style form factor of like, you know, what do you call that? Sort of like landscape style, you know, Nintendo Switch style layout. Engage, engage style. Engage style. Uh, Game Boy Advance style. for, you know, OG Game Boy Advance style. You know, buttons on like D-pad on the left, buttons on the right, screen in the center. I think, Mike, because you've got like, I've got small hands for our height. And, you know, Sweeney's got the normal size hands for our high. And then Mike's got the extra large. I don't think I have extra small, but I've got small. He's, he's, he's got the venti hands. He's got extra large. It's insane hands. I don't know how you could play the pocket for that long. Like, my hands oh, are cramp up yeah, straight it's away. Great. It's crazy. It does cramp up, yeah. Yeah. Even a normal Switch cramps up a lot. Whoa, really? What, even with the Hori? No. With Hori, and I've also got uh, the... Oh, God, I forget the name of it now. You've got, you got so many extra stuff. I know. It's the attachment that you can use the actual Joy-Cons as well. The Horries were okay, but even oh, okay. those, honestly, especially in bed, still cramped a little bit. It's, no. yeah, but I wonder what else fine. is cramping in bed. All right, uh, Swinney, over to you. What else have you been playing? Yeah, so I played a lot this week. Um, because no it's, you know, we're a few days into the, you know, the next week of what yeah, we normally true. do for the show. It's There's going to be a bunch right? that I'm not going to talk about today. I'm going to save for the next oh, episode. Gosh. Um, but I do have a bit of pre order hype. I pre ordered a game. Well, last mm, week. Which one? Oh, yeah. What is it? 
it's the uh the latest chemco hit point game <laughs> gale of windoria no i didn't honestly, see that one coming honestly i i actually did gale of windoria <laughs> looks cool that's hit point so they're they always make some really cool games so the um talking about chemco i'm actually going to be mentioning it a few times here and and they also <laughs> published the dakatana game boy color as we they said did. last week yes so. yes um, finally played through Ambition Record, which is mm, the less said about that, the better, honestly. I've, now that I've got a few more under my belt, I think one more completion will do a Kempco tier list update. So. Oh, yes. The, the but, community demands it. Should we do it from scratch and, again? Yeah, totally. We'll do it twice from scratch. We'll just like, you know, I don't know. Just make it double the amount. Of the yeah, time. do each update. Just do it from scratch. <laughs> um but Ambition Record is one of their 3D games, EXU Create, and uh, the the last 3D one they made was the bottom of the tier list. So that, yeah. anyway, I'll talk about that a bit more when we do the Kimco tier list update. Um, I also beat As Duck, Dusk Falls. So I mentioned, talked about that last week on the show. I was about two thirds of the way through. Uh, so I wrapped that up, I think, uh, um, on the day after the show last week. Um, really enjoyed it. It's... It was. It's really cool to see all your choices play out in a in a story I really liked. Um, the only thing is, like, they, it was all pretty smooth except for there was one part where it felt like a bit disjointed because my choices it didn't really have, explain much context about how a character got to a certain situation. So I kind of feel like maybe I was meant to have seen a scene that would explain that better, but mm. because of the choices I made, it kind of went another path. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I can understand people. Um, not being a fan of the like the the cutout style graphics, but I think after ten minutes I was sold on it. I really enjoyed it, and it's a good part Game Pass game. So, and the next game I have here is a game that uh, I wasn't expecting to play last week. It is a card based game. It is has roguelite elements. Oh. It is called Over Rogue. It yeah, is Kemco. Kemco's take on a Slay the Spire style <laughs> game. I was you guys didn't take the bait. I put it there. I was hoping you guys would be like, no, it's too, suspicious. it's too you suspicious. You said you wouldn't play Slay the Spire, but you put it in our list. No, honestly, Over Rogue, which is <laughs> Over Rogue's the last game that Kemco put out on Xbox. Um, it's actually a relatively new game. Honestly, it's absolutely awesome. Like, really, really good. One of the as EXE creates one of the best games they've made. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to land on on the tier, on the tier list. I've still got a bit more to play through on it, but just really, really good. Like, shockingly good for EXE. But wait, it's it's a sense. Slay the Spire type card game. So it's basically if you mix in a Slay the Spire style game, it's very it's got a lot of elements. that's almost like directly lifted from it. Yeah. But then you mix it with the Kemco, uh, like EXE Create style, specifically JRPG trappings, oh, okay. where it's got a campaign and a story and oh, okay. side quests and everything. But the card game is like the battle mode or something? It is, but you go on like labyrinth runs where oh, okay. you you only level up during that run and afterwards, but there's passive elements you can unlock over time and things like that. So okay. it is, it's not really a roguelite in the traditional sense, but it's got the feel of one, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's it's they got out of their 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 uh, comfort zone a bit. Exit crate. So nice. The last two and these will be very quick. I tried a couple more Game Pass games. Watch Dogs Two um, gave it a little bit of a shot. I know that that's meant to probably be the best of the three Watch Dog games, or at least a lot of people consider it to be. I just honestly, I started playing it. I got about an hour and a half in, and it's not that the game is is bad or anything. I just 
you know, you just sometimes don't have the patience for a game. Yeah, you're like totally. oh, this, this just like feels like just not the kind of thing I need right now. Uh, I gave it a shot. I I like some of the ideas I have in that game. I only ever played a little bit of the first game, but uh, I don't know if I'll go back to it. If I'm going to go back to any Game Pass Ubisoft game, it'll be the uh, Far Cry, uh, for, um, Far Cry Five that they put on relatively recent as well. So. Yeah. And I the think, last one, I think I played oh. that one like honestly, like fifty episodes ago. Watch Dogs Two, Watch Dogs Two, yeah. And it's it's like it's such a weird, and I, I honestly think Ubisoft does this a lot, but it's like so many good elements, but there's just like no soul or no heart to it, or there's no extra. There's no, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. It's always it does feel like a little bit created by a committee. It's like everything is so. You know, got this element, that element, tick that box, tick this box. It's quite polished and everything, but it just doesn't have a bit of spice in it or some edge to it, you know? Yeah, I enjoyed number one. Didn't mind number two. I like Legion. how we're, we're back to being like, you know, a slant, like a, a slope, oh. the head slope. The head slope. <laughs> I have not on. changed my height. Um, but the last, the last game is a game that I did not play for very long and Mike will probably understand why. A game that he's probably quite familiar with is MotoGP 22, which they also put on Game Pass. And Mm. on my quest to play every new game added to Game Pass, I had to give it a shot, knowing that I probably wouldn't like it. And I think, Mike, I don't know if this is the exact game you're talking about recently. Was it this one? I know you're talking about some MotoGP game where it basically feels like... It's a different one. It... It feels something just feels so weird about the turning. Like I was even looking it up, and even I think it was still saying fans of the MotoGP series saying that they changed a lot of the way mm. that the t- the steering actually feels. Physics, I guess. Yeah, where it feels really punishing, like not so like ridiculously so. So I think it's the kind of game where obviously if you get into it and you know if you're yeah. hardcore into that stuff, you could probably like it. It would click with you, but for someone. Like me, it's just trying it out. Uh, it's it's not my jam. No, nah, they're jam. not. Uh, motorbike games, just like I guess riding a motorbike in real life, is way harder than a car. And oh yeah, it translates yeah. to games as well. I I, I must admit, like I, I played quite a bit of Ride Four, mostly because mm. oh, maybe it was my Ride motorbike. That you're talking about, yeah, he was talking I'm about Ride sure Four. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, and I played it mostly just because I wanted to use my bike <laughs> to kind of check it out and mod it and, and do races with it and shit. And it's bloody difficult to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I'm enjoying this experience. Hmm. But it's hard to replicate a full arcade version of motorbikes. I guess they could. They could probably just have a slider or something to make it super easy for people who just want to you do know, you, enjoy the game. Do you know one thing that I oh, think games. is like kind of a hard problem that to me, you can't really solve with motorbikes in games and bicycles in games is, and I'll, I'll frame it like this. I'll ask the question to Swinney. So if you're on a bicycle and you want to go left, do you turn the handlebars to your left? So counterclockwise, or do you turn the handlebars right clockwise if you want to go left? I mean, I'll just do that. I'm just thinking like, yeah. It feels like I'm going counterclockwise to go left. So it's not. It's the other way, yeah. right? It's where do you put pressure the other way? Yeah, you have like that's the that's the. Oh, you know, you're saying it for a bike. You mean? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, of course. That's no, what no, saying. I thought you were talking about like a. I've never ridden a motorbike. I thought no, you were bicycle, about, like, bicycle, motorbike. Yeah, but, same. yeah, but like that. That's no. a clo- no. that's a anticlockwise motion. You go the other way. So to, to go left. to go left. 
So if I want to go this way, okay. I've got to turn okay. that way. Cle- clearly, it's been a, a while since I've ridden the bike. That's not the motion I would do. <laughs> well, it's probably at speed if you're... No, it's like any, any speed. I guess. That's the, how the physics works, right? Mm. It's very counterintuitive. And then, like, it, people have literally argued with me about this point. I'm like, I'm fine with you to argue. I'm 100% right. This is physics, right? People have even built bikes to show that this is a real thing, right? Where you can't turn it the other way. And you can only turn it one way and, it, and you can't turn. You can't yeah, turn well, that way, right? I remember when I got my license that we're talking about that. Did you have to counter steer in the well, opposite direction? But yeah. No, is it like, you know, the opposite direction? You have to steer you in the opposite. You yes, be correct, going to, correct. to actually correct that. That's, yeah, that, that's how you do it intuitively as well, right? You just mm. don't realize you're doing that. And I only say that because when you're playing in a game, you have to tilt the controller to the left to go left, right? which is actually intuitively wrong to what your brain knows what to do when you're riding a bike. And I, I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect at some fundamental level with how you control motorbikes Perhaps. and games and bikes in mm. games. And like, there's just no controlling mechanism that is the equivalent of like a motorbike. So unless you get a full tough. harness, you get a full harness set up, uh, Swinney. That's my games for the week. <laughs> what an asshole. What an nice. asshole. Well, I what played a game that has easier <laughs> physics, and that was uh, Gran Turismo 7. Uh, so you, as you guys know, I boycotted it for a while, then I bought it again because I really wanted to play the game. You don't boycott anything. You don't boycott anything. I, I do, temporarily. That's not a boycott. And I know, it's not a boycott. Yeah, that's just waiting for a sale. Well, no, I didn't buy it on sale. That's the thing. I didn't even buy it again on sale. <laughs> I, I bought it. I, I think I probably paid more for it the second time. <laughs> that's what you said last time. You said you bought it for that's more. That's the best part, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of it. Because originally I traded, and then the second time I don't think I traded anything. Anyway, so there I was playing it again. And, man, look, maybe for people that play the game regularly, I get it. You, you, you know, you get a bit more money, whatever the case may be. But I am now, like, full-on pissed at this game, I think. I got to the point where I had a couple of mil banked up, and I was playing the... Uh, the ca- cafe task things and one of them requires you to get a vision gt car to do the races and i didn't have any that that were for that particular class so i had to spend a mil to buy one. First one i bought i reckon oh couldn't do anything with it because it was full electric and i don't know maybe i'm missing something but i ran out of electricity after one lap or some shit like that what a game are we and talking about are we still Grand talking about seven Grand why, you, why have you got electricity in the game no, no, isn't like you have fuel usage. So, oh, but some cars are Jesus. full electric. So the Porsche, Porsche Vision GT car was full electric, and these and this particular race that I needed to use it for, um, it's got like eight times fuel consumption or something, and it affects electricity as well. But unlike petrol, you can't just pit and get more petrol. So like literally, I couldn't use this car for the race, <laughs> and there's no way of knowing that. So either I'm like full on missing something, or Sounds I just wasted really a meal. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fine, whatever, I count my losses. So I saved a bit more money, bought another $1 million car. Impossible to win with that car as well. So literally, like, the game made me waste all my money, all my fucking money on, the, on, on buying cars that I can't even actually use for the races that they're intended for. Because mm. you just can't win. The AI just thrashes you, no matter what strategy I try. Is this, so anyway, is this I'm kind difficulty of seven? Can you set it on easy or something? I don't even know if there's like a difficulty setting for those types of races. Really? Wow. Yeah, because they're just like pre 
determined race things you got to do. Maybe someone can write in and correct me, but I swear to God. And then it's really funny. I booted up another game that I might as well jump into and talk about as well, Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Because my maid reminded me that I had the the premium edition or whatever the hell it is <laughs> that had all the DLCs included with the 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 all the passes and everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you should go play uh, play the Hot Wheels expansion. I'm like, I don't want to pay for it. And he's like, you probably have it already. You should go check. <laughs> and lo and behold, I did actually have it because um, I totally forgot that I That's had awesome. the pass. And I booted the game up and I'm like, man, they do these cool expansions. And by the way, the expansion is pretty cool. It's not, I haven't played enough to, you know, do a review, <clears throat> a review on it separately or anything, but I probably will. Um, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, I've got 30 something, 35 mil in that game. All the cars that I want, there's literally no car that I don't want to get. And if there is a car that they release, I can just buy it because the game is really generous. And then I go to my my uh, messages and it's like, hey, have 20 super wheel spins. Wheel spins are like, uh, I hate the concept, whatever. And that gave me like a whole bunch more mill, a whole bunch more cars. It's like super generous compared to Gran Turismo, where literally you play, you do your daily grind and they give you 10K, which is not even enough to buy like the... Cheapest shittest car in the entire game. But man, like, when in real life do you have a supercar spin available? You know, no, I, no, you don't. But real. I don't play these it's bloody games. Just, they're grinding. It's got to be these these cars in Gran Turismo have to be priced like their real world equivalent. Come on, it's, it's a bullshit. They're priced more than the real world equivalent, I reckon. That's that's the bullshit thing about it. So anyway, I'm disappointed in one game. Pretty happy with the other game. Um, the other one that I played is the Three Thousandths Jewel. A little bit more on that. Won't talk too much about it. I'm um, still going through it. But the one game that I finished uh, was Road 96. I don't know if we have a B-roll for Road 96, uh, given we're having some issues with the B-rolls. I don't think we've got B-roll today. Yeah, we, should, no B-rolls like, at we all. said about 20 <laughs> times before the show. That's okay. why the show got delayed. <laughs> do, we have, do we have B-roll for that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer the Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so um, so Road 96 was, uh, were, you know, we covered it a, a little bit. I, I 100%ed it, so to speak. I think you minus one it. achievement. I clocked well, it. Wow. Minus one achievement, oh, I you think. You must have liked it to get to which, 100%. Well, they're not. It's not. Do you like um, every game you 100% Swinny? Don't, don't. I'm not going to answer Touché, that. That's a loaded question. Touché. <laughs> It's not that hard to get those things. Um, I, I I got two of the endings, one naturally and the other one just the second playthrough that I did just to kind of fuck shit up to see what the bad ending could look like. Um, mm. And I think there's a third ending. Um, pros and cons. I feel like some of the some of the decisions really do, don't matter. It's and I I think it's typical with some of these kind of games where you. The dialogue this is seems a car game, to right? make a big impact. <laughs> no, no, I just game. this is Road ninety six. I'll just give some context, <laughs> totally not Mike. A car game. This is this is the game we mentioned the other week where you are <clears throat> a teenager hitchhiking across oh, okay. a state, yeah. and it's like got lots of random events of different characters and stuff. So I yeah. just wanted to just yeah, you complaining Sorry, about the story in a car game. Should I give some context? Um, no, like I actually thought. But the it's story called was... Road ninety six. I know, right? He's Talking just about the GT seven and Forza Horizon. Yeah, all the games are talking about a car games. It's called Road ninety six. Uh, so no, 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 it's, 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 uh, that's exactly what it is. It's sort of a, a choose your own adventure kind of game. You could put it that way. Um, and as you progress through the story, you unlock certain abilities that you can then use. But if you replay the story, you can use those abilities as, um, as well, kind of like with a new game plus basically. And the decisions that you make alter certain conversations, what happens to certain characters and certainly what happens to the ending. Although overall, I think, you know, 
it's it's hard to have you know 50 different endings let's say so some of the decisions end up feeling superficial um some of the characters are just way over the top contrived but i think the messages and the ideas behind it it kind of simplistic um at face value but i still think it's 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 a cool game to experience and play and obviously i enjoyed it enough to to go mm. through it and, and try to get all the characters to 100 percent and then um, and then do the story. So I do recommend it. It's 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 an interesting little Game Pass game if you have it. That's worth giving a shot. Nice, 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 nice. So over to the next segment, which is a new segment that we're introducing called Mike's Games Presso. So it's a new feature that I'll, I'll be doing where I check out a game that I grab for five dollars or under. So. You know, the price of an espresso in Melbourne nowadays, which is approximately five bucks. It's ridiculous. Unless you get it at 7-Eleven and then you can get it for a dollar. And don't forget that you can get two one-dollar cups, but press the three-dollar <laughs> button and you can get a three-dollar coffee for two dollars in two one-dollar cups if you don't give a shit about the environment. So, so the idea is that I go and I grab a game for five bucks or under um, and, and this week... I grabbed um, an Aussie mate title um, called The Warlock of Firetop Mountain. So it's based on the classic um, Ian Livingstone and Steve Jackson fighting fantasy book by the same name, The Warlock of Firetop Mountain, which um, I have vague memories of having played as a kid. And I think, Swinney, you said you actually definitely remember having this book. Yeah, and the term played is interesting. So these fighting fantasy books, the uh, Ian Livingston, Steve Jackson books, were they were role playing games in book form where you had to like roll dice or oh, like, you okay. had to basically to uh-huh. fight monsters and stuff. But as a kid, I just choose. I just basically read it like a choose your own adventure. It's like so yeah. every battle, was the, <laughs> like I was talk, talking, I'm like <laughs> less than eight that. years old, yeah, right? Such an asshole. I, I'm less than eight years old. You know, it's. It probably predicted my uh, my like me using exploits in games and stuff in the future, yeah. but Jeez. but no, they were really fun. But the War- Warlock of Firetop Mountain was the very first one I I read, and I think Death Trap Dungeon was another one that I read. And I it's just like I still remember like the Im- the illustrations in that book, and so it was really cool to see that an, a Melbourne based dev mm-hmm. actually yep. made a game. Tin Man so. Games. Um, I was going to men- mention that as well. So it was developed and published by Tin Man Games, uh, who are from Melbourne, as you said. Um, it's available on Nintendo Switch and PC. I played it on, on the Switch. Other than the initial loading time, which takes a while, um, the game itself runs all right. Um, and I think it's all, almost perfectly suited for a Switch platform. Um, mm-hmm. It was released in August 2016. It's probably gone on special a few times. Um, I bought it for, I think, a dollar fifty, And that was before I realized that <laughs> it was uh, from a Melbourne-based dev, in which case I actually would have paid the full price. Yeah, uh, I, like the, I tend to do that. And the then I'm like, game, oh, shit, I didn't give them any money. The first uh, game in a budget gaming segment, we're ripping off <laughs> Melbourne devs. I love it. I don't want to rip off Melbourne devs. Uh, hey, they also, put it on sale. They put it on just, sale. We probably should talk behind the scenes about this, but, you know, we get lots of codes all the time. Like, every day we get codes. For games, I just delete them all. What? But like, what, why don't you just take advantage of some of those if you're going to do something like well, this? Well, yeah, if I knew that, if you didn't oh, keep okay. deleting them. <laughs> well, I did. I, I asked you guys many times, and then I just got over it. You guys access to the, you've got access to the Gmail and everything like that. Yes, Mike's now regretting his life choice. <laughs> I, I, I could have got games for nothing. There was even I a still, game I that came through. It was like some Dark Souls 2D game. 
Oh man, he's just, he's seriously. I'm literally not. This is the... I hope you didn't delete that one. That <laughs> it, was called, play. it was called 3000 Jewel, which is, by the way, Mike, <laughs> that is a second week. That's a two weeks in a row you mentioned that game and nothing about Talk it. Nothing about it. Because I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. Fair enough. I did put it in there. About thinking you would talk about it because you're like, I'll talk about it next See, week. I'm trying I to help look, you we, here, here Mike. It's going to drag on to a long episode and I need to pick my girlfriend up at about 10.30. So I don't want to pad it out too much. Yeah. <laughs> real quick, real quick, let me go back to the wall of the to, to tell people about it. So, um, look, it's, it's, it's got the illustrations from the book. Um, the, the way you have the, the battles is, is sort of on a grid-based tactical system. Um, but it's not, it takes a little while to sort of understand exactly how to do it and how to predict where the enemies might go and how to place your or move your character in a certain location, um, attack in a predictable location, um, avoid attacks in a certain location, that kind of thing. So it's, I actually didn't mind. One, once I got into into the concept, it's quite cool. And speaking of characters, you get a roster of, I think, eight from memory that you, you can play from the beginning. And then as you progress through the game, you get souls from the battles, and then you can unlock... Because it, it's kind of... You could call it a roguelike, kind of like reading the book. You will have permanently... You will permanently die, and you got to go back to, to start the book again. Um, it's kind of the same thing. So you die permanently, even though you get three attempts um, at reviving yourself throughout the game itself. And then you can replay the story. And you can replay the story, obviously, with the same character. You can pick a different character. And it's actually quite cool because different characters also have different um, interactions with the same thing. So, so, so far from what I've played, it's the same map. So you can make the same decisions. You, can, you know where things are going to be. So it's got that roguelike element in the sense that you know what to do the next time. You've learned from the previous experience, kind of like flipping through the book and going, ah, I'm not going to make that decision again, Um, which is really cool. And there are some decisions that are literally permanently leading to death um, if you make the wrong decision kind of thing. But the really cool thing about different characters and stuff is I remember the first character that I picked, I came across a locked box. And when I opened the locked box, the snake came out. Whereas with the second character that I played, he had, and I don't know um, which statistic in the game governs this, but they knew that there was something rattling inside and you can stab it with a spear instead. And it's these little decisions and, and, and even though it's the same part of the game where you can make a completely different decision based on a completely different character, which I think is a really cool concept. I don't know, I don't remember if the book had that level of characters... I mean, Swinny, look, if you remember, it definitely had your okay. It's pretty much like it's like choosing your own adventure. It's like, hey, will you choose to open this chest and will it be a, a trap or not? You know, mm. it's that kind of thing. And I think they may have had roll, you know, for a chance to see what it is as well. But then it would obviously say, if you rolled above, then go to this page because it's not going to say, you know, success or not. It's yeah, a yeah. book. But um, but yeah, like I. Uh, it was. I played this game a little bit. I picked it up a while back as well, completely independently of you. And um, I might try this out actually. Yeah, it sounds, try it out again. It's actually neat. quite cool. It takes a little bit to get into it and to get into the combat, um, but it's actually quite neat. I, and I quite there's a lot of reading. Be prepared for that. And I thought you know, Baldur's Gate and those kind of games had a lot of reading. This is a lot more reading, um, and there's practically no voice acting from what i've seen cool sound effects and stuff um if you're a lover of the original books this is a must play absolute must play it's really really cool 
So that's all I have to say on it. So it's a big show. My my question for you: What's worth? What's worth? The, is it worth buying this or five dollars uh, cup of coffee? Definitely this this time. Hundred percent. Just linking it back to good the work, Tin Man Games. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what you're gonna do. I was gonna say, what's the grind setting? Or <laughs> how many espresso shots is this game? This is the first one. He'll I give spice this, it up. He'll ramp this is it up. Quite good. I like it. I like it. So so far, I give this four espresso shots uh, out of five. Oh, four. That's pretty good. It's pretty for good. a dollar fifty liked it. game. That's pretty look, good. Look, I admit there there is an element of nostalgia and there is an element of it's a Melbourne dev. I'm, I'm, you I'm didn't biased. even know that when you bought it. No, but now that I have, this is what I'm rating it. But it's so. Melbourne, Florida, so. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> Boo, two stars. <laughs> All right. All right, so moving on to the news this week. Uh, Analog had promised to release their version 1.1 update in July, and they did not disappoint. They got close. They got right to the line 29th of July when they announced all the changes. And uh, it's caused a little bit of controversy, this whole space. So just bringing up the screen now. So Analog has announced their open FPGA program. So this is really pissing a lot of people off. So it's quite interesting in the in that retro uh, FPGA community. Again, FPGA, just at a high level, it's hardware emulation uh, that is a lot more accurate than software emulation generally. Um, so it, it's almost reference quality where you pretty much can't tell the difference between the arcade or the console and the, you know, the analog pocket or the mister is another massive FPGA product. Um, so just in terms of the updates that they provided, like I thought overall very mixed is my response, but mixed in a way that some really, really cool stuff and then some stuff that I was pretty disappointed about in the end. Um, so in terms of the open FPGA announcement, you know, very much they want to try to bring as many, you know, consoles, retro, arcade, computers to the analog pocket as possible, which is pretty insane given the price point of the device. It's still about 220 US dollars, which is extremely reasonable given if you want to get something comparable in a mister setup, it's you know, four or $500 and it's all stuff you have to make yourself as well. So, you know, this is all sort of being put together and it's dedicated to playing games. Um, and they actually started with, strangely enough, but kind of cool in a way, uh, with Space War. So Space War being the very, technically, the very first video game ever made. And you can actually install this now with the updated Analog Pocket, install this for free as a core on the Analog Pocket and play it, which I did. Um, and you know, it's kind of, as you expect, it's not that great. Uh, there's no RPG mechanics in it. So Swinney wouldn't have any interest in it. <laughs> hey, I, I played the, uh, space war before in the past when I was a kid. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There, there was go. like a museum exhibit of, and it had it set up there. So yeah, yeah I was wondering if that's where you played it. Like in Melbourne, yeah. right? They had that exhibit. I can't remember if it was Melbourne, but yeah, it was something like that. So. And, and probably the biggest update, so previously what they'd always said about, you know, if you want to be a developer and develop for the analog pocket, you'll get access to this Cyclone 10 FPGA, which I think a lot of people were like, oh, okay, that's not going to be enough for a lot of consoles and even like handhelds because, you know, just at a high level, these logic elements, you know, based on how the Mr. Progr- uh, project has gone about, you know, if you're looking at something like a Neo Geo, it needs around 30,000 logic elements. But with the updates that they've done with this open FPGA program, they've actually allowed both of the FPGAs that are on the analog pocket to be accessible 
from for developers. So theoretically, you could actually combine these two units together to get you sixty five thousand. Um, and and it's not whole, it's not a direct one to one comparison. Like some of these are sort of a little bit better than the Mister Project. Other things are not. So it's going to be really interesting to see what develops um, with with uh, with analog and just you know what's actually going to sort of you know spew out from it. But we've already started to see some people port things to it, which includes the Neo Geo, which is kind of kind of insane to me. So there's actually an Aussie guy. Um, I don't know if I've got his name at hand. I, I should have prepped up earlier, but uh, this Aussie guy actually ported. Uh, an existing uh, project that, you know, uh, emulates effectively the Neo Geo onto the analog pocket in an alpha version. And, you know, he's got games like Windjammers running on it, Metal Slug. And it's kind of insane that, like, they've started with Neo Geo. So in terms of what we could see in this space, pretty much everything up to the 16-bit era is pretty much in scope. So it looks like we'll definitely get the SNES you know, NES, you know, Game Gear, all of those things. And the other thing that sort of happened is they've actually got, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's one of those weird things with analog, what they do. So we're all waiting, all waiting for uh, the jailbreak because that's what previously they've done with analog systems. This time, given that they've got this open FPGA sort of setup, Instead of a jailbreak, some random person... Oh, I wonder who... Definitely wouldn't be Kevtress, who worked on the actual cause. Oh, no. Released (laughs) a Game Boy Color core and a Game Boy Advance core. So you'd be very happy, Mike. You can now play any ROMs for Game Boy Color, Game Boy... I think you're on mute. And Game Boy Advance on the Analog Pocket now. Wasn't it? I would do no such thing, but that is good to know. (laughs) This is where you, you sat on your pocket or something. Um, no, the I love wasn't it like within the hour or something of the update going live, like that stuff was up on GitHub or something. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> like it was. Just, I love the just the blatant like, oh, someone did this. Some it, anonymous person. It's so. Hey, <laughs> allegedly, let's say it's all speculation. Yeah, well, we're not saying it. But allegedly, I literally say an anonymous person. <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of even worse, right? Because uh, Analog officially released this Space War core, right? So the very mm. first video game, 1962, and it was released under a brand new GitHub account, and it was called like Spaceman Three. Then they re- then someone, it was like Specialized 1997, yeah, yeah released Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance cores. Now the only thing that's interesting about that it's just such a coincidence that spaceman 3 there's a there was literally a band called spaceman 3 in the uk there's like a psychedelic jazz band and then they renamed themselves to specialized right? <laughs> and there was like an album that came out in 1997 or some shit like that right it's yeah it's so on the nose but and that person also randomly had prepared all the image sets for every single Game Boy, Game Boy Color, <laughs> Game Boy Advance game and released it on Reddit because you couldn't do that legally if you're analog, but just some, some helpful person. And they passed all the information 
that you need to know about the pocket that just got released. It's yeah, it's just amazing coincidence. And I think uh, I saw something like there was a Discord post from Kevtris. Ah, oh, I hear people liking the update or something like three hours after it went live or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, this is what people were waiting for, like to be able to play games off the SD and not need to have the actual, you know, a cartridge. And I must admit, like just playing it myself, now that I don't have a cartridge there, pressing L and R is just so much easier huh. given where they're placed. Because it was always bumping, my fingers were always bumping up against where the cartridge was. So it's from a usability perspective, it's actually kind of a little bit better. Um, along with that update, they've made a bunch of updates that they've been flagging around, you know, this memory system and the library system, which is almost like the history of these games. I Like now that it's kind of coming to life, it feels like it makes even less sense. I didn't think it made sense in the first place, but I've got like Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games. You plug them in. And it's sort of like, it does tell you, like it gives you a picture of the game and everything, but I just don't get it. Like, I don't absolutely see the point of it. It seems just so pointless to me because like, I've, like I get it. Maybe the only use case I can think of is if I'm at a, like a game store and I'm like, oh shit, I want to make this sure this is like an authentic copy maybe. But there's I think no you way, can counterfeit it anyway. So There's no way to set it up so you can actually launch the games from there with this new no setup. so with the open fpga stuff it's like it's just a list that okay. you just click into the game so that would be cool if it was like that but it's not so it's generally like you bring you plug in the game and it tells you a little bit about the game i'm like cool like it seems why is that such a big feature they're spending so much time on it just feels oh. like a bit of a miss Huge update is around the memory stuff. It's a bit clunky the way it works, but effectively the way it was working, the analog pocket, you had like one save state and it was a bit dicey. It didn't work. It was very beta. Like it was, didn't work perfectly each time, right? Now there's like 128 slots. So it's way more usable. Like it's actually, and it's got an interface now that you can actually go through and select. It's really useful. Like I actually have been using that a lot. I feel like I'm using my pocket a lot more since the update. Like, and I can see myself using it a lot more as well. Question back on something you were saying before about like the logic. Um, what are they? The logic elements? Logic elements, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and you're saying that potentially like up until like, you know, the Neo Geo might be like the max with, in regards to like the 16-bit stuff. Like the, I know with the Mister, like they've done like the PlayStation cores and stuff like yeah. that. Is that something that realistically like, you have to write off? It could never do like basic PlayStation, even early PlayStation stuff. Is that, or is that just never possible with this? I, I think it would like take such a massive, like I think the answer is it's unlikely because the thing is, PlayStation getting on the Mister was originally thought like, okay, that would never happen. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, it actually, it's not, still not perfect, by the way, but it's like, okay, it seems like it's achievable. And yeah. they're, they're pushing it to like things like Saturn. Like they think the, the Saturn might be able to run on it. And that's pretty much the end of it. Not like the 64. You wouldn't be able to get the 64 on the Mister. Hmm. I think if you take those two consoles off the table, I've got a list here. It's a bit, I can't zoom in on it, unfortunately, but um, it does show like you've got like SNES. Strangely enough, the SNES, because of all the, <coughs> you know how the SNES has um, all the specialized chips yeah. that come in the cartridges? It's actually more complicated than the Neo Geo. Neo Geo is all the way down here. 
So like Jeez. things like the Game Boy Advance, the NES, because that also has a bunch of specialized chips. So the Neo Geo, strangely enough, like it's simpler from a logic element point of view, but the challenge that they'll have with the Neo Geo is the actual games have so much, you know, memory that they need. Mm. It's more than the actual pocket has. So they'll have to play some really interesting tricks to get it all working. But essentially when you look at this list, even the 486 computer theoretically can run on the analog pocket. So you could actually get Windows XP. Maybe in the future someone will like, boot Windows XP. And then like Windows games. XP on a 486. I'll, I'll play um play Red Alert with no sound against Joe Jives like yeah. uh, relive in the four eight six days. Fallout, so, maybe finally play Fallout on a handheld. But this is this is where it's getting interesting because you know you've got the Mister project. So again, you know open source ish. It's not purely open source, which is like a bit of contention for me. But open source ish program. Lots of people on Patreon supporting devs like producing the cause for Mister. And it's a fairly straightforward process to get them on the pocket as demonstrated by how quickly this Aussie guy who just got his hands on the stuff was able to port even a fairly broken but not perfect version of the Neo Geo core. And the community is like, there's some people are just like livid, like, oh, don't support analog. You're doing work for them for free. What are you doing? Don't port the cores. Like, and I kind of get that, but at the same time, you're doing it for a free program, free project anyway. Like, Hmm. you know what I mean? I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not following. I can understand. It just feels like tribalism to me. I don't know if you guys... So so there's core wars come happening. The Mr. versus Analog. They're going to be... I like that. Coming up the front lines. Yeah, core wars. Core wars. I like the name Like, people are getting really animated about it. And I just personally... Like, okay, don't support Analog, but then why are you supporting Mr.? You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense to me. I, I think the argument is like no one makes money on the Mister, but it's like okay, but I, I just don't get it. Like I don't get the logic of it. If you don't want to port it, don't port it. Don't don't do work if you don't want to do it. But I think people are gonna really enjoy it. And if you already got a Patreon and people want to support that for you to develop and port them to the analog, it kind of makes a lot of sense to me. So hmm. I think it's very inevitable that you'll start to see, you know, everything coming across to to analog, which for me, selfishly, is pretty good because I do like how that analog pocket works. Um, and then just going oh, back to some of, the, so good. some of the interesting parts of it. So the dock got updated as well. Uh, I think, Swinny, you ordered the dock, right? Yeah, I've got did, the dock yeah. coming one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Q3 you're going to get next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So with the dock now, you can actually uh, support up to four players. So it's, you know, they've already, it's interesting, four players, but there are no cores that support four players. So they're already like prepping for when people port stuff mm. like Bomberman. Very nice. Very and nice. like, honestly, that's such a cool way to play it, I think. Like if you had like an analog pocket plugged into a TV playing Bomberman, four players, that's kind of insane to me. Um, and kind of going to the things I don't like as much again is, man, like this support, like the DAC support. So the DAC, just to remind everyone, that's the ability to show it on a CRT. I was really keen to use that. They still can't support that. So that's supposedly coming in September. And then, you know, simple things like button mapping, you still can't do. So that's also going to be in September. So a whole bunch of stuff is still in train, hopefully getting delivered by the end of the year. 
you so know, by the time Swinney gets his, it's going to be a proper fully fledged well, working. You'd be able to run PS3 <laughs> games by the time. Oh, I'm easily by then. I, PS3 because you're you're, you're getting like a PS5 by then. You're getting it next year, right, Swinney? <laughs> I don't know when it's going to come. I think that's when it's due. I don't know. But you're going to get it. It will, I reckon by that time they'll have the NES, the SNES, like. They'll have because currently there's also like funny things like you can't use the you know how you've got the alternative screen modes where it shows you like the original Game Boy looking mode. Oh uh, yeah, you can't do that if you use the open FPGA. Uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, those calls. But honestly, like I've I've got a lot of cartridges that I've played sure, as well. Sure, sure. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, tracking tools. I kind of like that kind of stuff. You know, how long did I play these games for? You can't do any of those things with the current version. So all of them will be ready to go um, by the time that you're going live with it. So, yeah, look, like, overall, very, very good update. Because, you know, I'm definitely going to be playing the Analog Pocket a lot more now that it just sort of works in a way that it should have, unfortunately, probably worked from the start. But, uh, you know, people like Swinney are going to see the benefit of it. And, uh, Mike, I think you'll be able to enjoy your Pocket a lot more, so you should update it. I absolutely will update it. I've I've used my Anbernic, I think that's how you pronounce it, which is like a pocket, I guess. Um, only can do most shit because it doesn't have those restrictions because it's not a proper FPGA device. Um, I'm also just related to hardware and stuff. Halfway through building, well, moving all my parts <laughs> to another PC, which you can maybe see if you're actually tuning in on YouTube. It's still in pieces uh in, in a new case so looking forward to maybe i'll do a cool. review on the case cool 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 all right do you want cool, to cool story bro is more like all it. right over to you host <laughs> right so next up we've got some juicy new news on the playstation vr 2 uh specifically on the interface and features update so sony have revealed more details about the cool new features of the sony playstation vr 2 including a see-through view uh, customizable play area and more. So the see-through view, uh, you guys probably know. Um, Joe Jives actually showed it to me on on his HT, not HTC HP device as well. Um, it's basically uh, using the the front-mounted cameras um, on the device to be able to swap the view so you can see your surroundings. Um, it can be enabled by a button on the headset or in the PS VR2 interface, um, but this view cannot be recorded. Now, this isn't, you know, a brand new crazy technology that we've never seen before. My Quest did that. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. The, the uh, you know, the HP that I used at Joe Jives' place did that. Um, it, it's, it's a fairly common feature. It's actually quite useful in a lot of cases when you're trying to sort of figure out your surroundings and you want to take the stuff on and off, especially if, if you have glasses. It's a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, so pretty cool run of the mill, but pretty cool feature that they've announced. Um, they've got a customizable play area. Again something that you kind of expect from a VR headset nowadays. Um, I don't remember if you have it on the original PSVR, but it's certainly something that is is super useful to have. Um, so it allows you to use the sense controllers um, as well as the embedded cameras to, to do the typical thing where you can sort of map out the area in your room. Um, the, the camera scan the room while the sense controller allows you to resize the actual play area that, that you're in. And if you get too close to the boundary while playing, you receive a warning. Um, and your player is a, a area settings are saved um, unless you move to a new area. So again, I remember I did this with my Quest as well, although, you know, most of the time my Quest was used in a chair. 
Uh, <laughs> not Sony. Sony can't impress you at all. This playing second. games. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, in, in 2022, thanks Sony, but these are kind of features that you'd expect out of these devices. I'd be really surprised if they didn't support this kind of stuff. Um, it is a very useful feature, although on on the Quest, especially sitting on a chair, sometimes it actually got annoying and in the way. Um, but at the same time, instead of knocking my monitor with the controller by mistake, I'd rather have something like this. So it's absolutely good. And if you're standing, <laughs> probably even more useful so you don't tip over your, uh, trip over your couch or anything like that. Um, now, a couple of other details. You've got broadcast mode. So by connecting the PS5 HD camera to the console, you can record yourself playing VR. I mean, awesome for streaming. Um, I want to see Swinny do that. Swinny oh, would yeah, do that, that yeah. That is never going to happen. How, how much money would we have to pay you? fucking years. How what much if money I paid you a no. thousand bucks, would you do it? But he no, gotta be I'd, I'd look like bloody, was it, pa, was it Palmer Lucky or whatever? Pa, the the, the oh. Oculus dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah on the yeah, freaking yeah. Time magazine cover <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> that was the greatest. That's, that's how I imagine myself if I saw myself playing VR, which I've yet to do. So... Um, like, I, I get that. Yeah, exactly like that. Wow, you brought it Go up. On. Awesome. How, exactly like, like Swinny, that. I, I genuinely think if we paid Swinny $10,000, he wouldn't do it. Probably wouldn't do it, even for 10 I don't think he would no. do it. I think 50 he would, but not 10 Not 10 uh, Maybe 50 all right, all right. But he's going to do it lucky. How'd you get that name, by the way? That's a good, Be- that's a good rip, man. Because I remember how he got he's out a hero. of his, uh, as a very <laughs> conservative... <laughs> Person and it killed his career. <laughs> That's one of the greatest images. That's you know we, you know there's a category of images where it's like, to be clear, this is not photoshopped. This is a real. Image. <laughs> this this to me, you put this alongside the Mark Zuckerberg, um, like wakeboarding, whatever the hell he was doing, wearing like the mime makeup or whatever the yeah, hell but it was. I'll, I'll... Like those two together, are they in the same realm for me? I'll, I'll give him a pass on that because it's sort of like that's his private thing. He wasn't putting that out there, right? Whereas this is actually <laughs> like he's going, "Yep, awesome cover, guys, love it." <laughs> you know, like that's that's rough. I believe this was prior to the Facebook uh, purchase <laughs> of Oculus as well. So yeah, I believe it was. I could be wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so just imagine so, Swinny so, here. <laughs> I, I I would love to see that. Um, in terms of VR mode, uh, content will be displayed in 4000 by 2040 HDR, which is pretty freaking cool at 90 or 120 hertz. So these are really good specs, um, I would say, um, for for the kind of device that it is. Um, I don't remember Oculus if it does more than 90 for memory. Um, yeah, mine it does, do. yeah entry level device kind of thing does it go up to 120 i don't know if i've ever used mine at 120 uh, they updated it so that it could go higher cool so look 120 would be fantastic to be able to get it especially with this kind of resolution so i think this thing's going to look pretty bloody sweet um and they've also got cinematic mode uh with the ps5 ui and non-vr games on a virtual cinema screen at 1920 by 1080 hdr with 120 hertz um, I never, I must have been, I never really used the the cinema mode on the VR headsets that I've had um, for, for viewing, you know, content within a virtual cinema room. I kind of just put it on my actual screen. So um, one of my mates do that. does that all the time, like every other night. We'll put it on in bed and watch YouTube and stuff with the okay. VR mode. I'm like, that, I think that's so bizarre. But Some people, they, they really, like you can that's... lie down and watch it. It's kind I... of not, not a bad idea, maybe. I, I mean, you know what I bought? I bought, you know, those, um, 
You know, you, you, you have those things you put around your neck that you can hold your phone in front of you. <laughs> I didn't buy. No, hang on, hang on. No, time out. Time I'm, out. I'm la- no, I didn't before buy you get, for myself. Before you get there, I'm laughing because <laughs> a little while back, uh, you got told me about the the one, the things that you had attached to your bed head yeah, that yeah, can yeah. hold a tablet yeah, yeah. and are just yeah. like solving the same issue. Oh, it's like solving exactly the same issue. <laughs> From putting it around your neck. was falling on my head. So this thing you kind of put around your... It, it's sort of like it goes around your neck. I, I, I can get it in a bit if you want. And it's supposed to attach a mobile phone. And I used it for the Switch, and it actually worked pretty well for the Switch. <laughs> so My girlfriend up, mostly uses it that, for her That phone, is such though. a so Wall-E style. I like, know, oh, really. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it literally is from Wall-E. <laughs> It is. I I hated myself when I did that. I have to admit, I just went, "What the f am I doing with my life?" So look, all up, um, I'm I'm actually starting to look more forward to to the PSVR. Um, mostly because I I don't remember if we covered this last week or we actually pulled this story out, but um, as of I believe the first of August, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Oculus has gone up by a hundred dollars US. Yeah. So I think the the Australian it's base it's already, it's already happened then yeah. So the the base price of the Australian version is like what 629 now or something. It's exactly what it's like. It's freaking creepy man. I hate it. I hate myself. No wonder I put on so much weight. There's a, there's um, mention there's mention of it in the one means this week so. Oh there is. Excellent. Yeah. Um so 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 you know given given the specs given what it can do given um the potential for the games on the platform and the ease ease of use unlike plugging plugging it into a PC and stuff. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this, and I I think I might even get a day one. We'll see. Uh, I'm getting a day one. I'm I'm well. Whether it, maybe if it's too close to my birthday or something, I'll ask for a, a birthday or Christmas present or something. Yeah. But now, do I'm you think definitely it'll... definitely going in on this. Do you think it'll actually be hard to get like PlayStation mm. Five hardware? I don't think it would be that hard, but it's a good point maybe. actually. Maybe it will be hard to get. Maybe I'll pre-order it. Mm. Yeah, I never didn't think about that actually. Maybe it's possible. I mean, not not to you know, maybe this is for a different segment. But what's happening now in Taiwan, I think, will also have a global impact on some of this stuff potentially. So, might be seeing another. Yeah, it doesn't feel like of... things are gonna get looser. <laughs> it might just get no. tighter again. So I think it's just gonna get tighter and worse. Yeah. yeah I, look, I think I I don't agree with your editorial about the you know oh these are just features. I think Sony has a history of not doing things that are just basic and expected. It's a little bit like Nintendo at times, what they do. So I think to me, it gives me great comfort that they're like, oh yeah, all these great features from Oculus, from modern headsets, they're coming. You know, they're going to be there. They're all like, it's all sensible stuff. But they have to, right? They well, have but to they don't. The they, sensible no, stuff. but like they, they, they don't always do that. They don't always do mm. that. So I'm glad that they've just confirmed it. So it's like, bang. Okay, cool. Um, and I, it, I, the big thing for me is like they're doing this big push into PC. I do wonder if they're going to do anything there, like if they're going to help out with the PC VR setup. No, I hope they do purely because it'd be, uh, I'd be interested to see the price point that these ultimately come out at, especially now that Oculus has gone up. A lot of the other yeah. headsets up fairly expensive um, for, for, for a retail price. If this can double up and also be a decent PC headset, their sales are going to boom. Well, because um, I, I, <laughs> I've been in meetings like that where you're discussing pricing and it's like, oh, I'm sure they'd be sweating. Because the Oculus, you've got it in the show notes, right, Sweeney? How much was the Oculus in the US before? The MetaQuest 2. Oh, look, I just said it's getting a price increase. Of it was like 100. 400 or look, something I don't know, US but in, in Australia, something? it was 469, I think, and it's now 629 or something. 
Yeah, I don't think Australia is a good point because our pricing has gone yeah, nuts because not. of um, because but of, gonna, it, uh, FX and supply chain we'll, stuff, which we'll yeah, talk about in the next segment, point. actually. But so. I remember ordering it from Amazon US was about the same price as ordering it locally from memory. It was like a hundred bucks increase. Is that right? It was a hundred USD increase. Yeah, so it was two ninety nine US, and then it's now three ninety nine. Like that's. Okay. That's but a that, that massive jump. That two ninety nine. Do you reckon they must have made a pittance on it? Like, I don't think they they made a lot of money on on the headsets. I th- because it's so unprecedented. I don't think I've ever seen a commercial electronic product go up in price. Literally, no, I cannot think true. of one. But on, right? I feel like it's they, they but, were selling it at below. No, no. Cost. But like, hear me out. There's like so. What I think had happened is they were selling it at a like maybe marginal loss. Mm. then like because they all started doing this before the supply chain crunch right then i think supply chain crunch they're now going oh shit we're like we're now losing 70 bucks on each one of these right like this is actually properly unsustainable Mm. Mm. and i think they just and because of facebook's revenue profiles gone to shit recently as well Mm -hmm. i just don't think it's another part of the business where they go oh we can afford to lose 100 bucks on each time someone sell buys one of these fucking things right Mm. And then on the flip side, I really doubt they're seeing that many sales on the Oculus store because I can't, mm. I don't see any buzz about that. I don't see anything where people are like, oh, use that. And I feel like a lot of people use the MetaQuest as a cheap PC VR, not standalone Oculus. Yeah. Like I've used more of it with Half-Life Alex. That's I, Facebook got $0 for that. So, you know, if you buy, you put something out there as a loss leader, it's like, you know, what are you going to do, right? So I kind of get why they've done that. But what I wanted to say was Sony would have been like in the boardroom stressing about the pricing because they are competing against this. And then Oculus comes out, oh, we're hiking it up a hundred bucks. They would have just been like, fucking hallelujah. Thank God. Because <laughs> whatever they were going to price it at, they're going to factor in that hundred dollar hike. And, you know, it's bad for us for sure as a consumer, but I'm still going to get it anyway, unfortunately. Like I'm looking forward to it. So I mean, oh, yeah. you're in, Mike. You might I mean, be in Swinney. Swinney yeah, possibly. Is... If I'm if I'm going to get any VR, it'll probably be one that's probably a bit of an easier plug and play than uh, others. So yeah. And I just can't Have support you... Facebook. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Have you ever, by the way? I mean, this is this is going to sound like a Mike question, but I I mean it as a legitimate question. Have you ever tried VR porn? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> this is not after dark show, right? No, I'm just curious. Like, just the yes or no answer. I'll say that I... I the it's, only it's a selling vi- point, is all I can say. It is a selling point. I'll say it like this. Well, I'll say... I'll answer this. The only VR set that I get to use is my father-in-law's set. <laughs> so, I'm not going to... Who definitely used it for that purpose. No, I'd say it's very so unlikely. I, it. I think it's extremely <laughs> unlikely, to be honest. But okay. I'm not going to go soil his uh, his Oculus... Which, Fair by enough. the way, he gets motion sickness and everything. Soil, soil is Oculus. Soil is Fair Oculus. Enough. That's the show title. Soil is Oculus. Oh, soil is Oculus. Borrowed an Oculus from the library, so... Oh, my uh, God. Did you watch porn on the library Oculus? No, no, because I wasn't stupid enough to do that. <laughs> I was thinking about it, though, and then I'm like, wait, it's not That's my gross. Oculus. That's gross. But, um, no, so I wouldn't do that. But he gets so sick with it. He's actually said to me, like, do I just want it? Like, do I just want it? Oh, 
kind of borrow it forever. It. So I might yeah, do that. Borrow it indefinitely. I want to get back to playing Half Life Alex. That game, cool. honestly, might be the best game I've played in like five years. That game, I love that Damn. game so much. All right, Mike, over to you, host. Cool, cool, cool. So let's move on to the next segment, which is that PlayStation have announced a new PlayStation branded Backbone One voice controller for iPhones. Vice, it's vice controller, vice. Vice controller. What Just checking. What did I call people, it? People give you can control it with your voice. Just like voice controller. controller. <laughs> I am, you know, I am mildly dyslexic, so there you go. Anyway, it's called the Backbone One. At least I pronounced that one incorrect correctly because I could have pronounced that one incorrectly. Uh, PlayStation Edition, and it is available right now. Um, you can use it to play PS4 and PS5 games on an iPhone using PS Remote Play, which I've tried in the past, as well as any controller-compatible games on iOS. Um, so it features a PlayStation face buttons, which is super handy because some of these devices don't specifically do that, so trying to remap stuff in your head can be a bit of a pain. Uh, lightning port for pass-through charging, which is super useful, especially in these kind of devices. Um, 35 millimeter headphone jack. What?! Finally, I can use a headphone jack for my iPhone. That's fantastic. And you know what? That is actually a really good feature because to this day, it still annoys me that I can't charge my phone while using it with normal headphones. Um, and of course, it comes in black or white color schemes. Now, you guys might remember that I actually had, um, still have somewhere in one of these boxes sitting next to me, a similar device, um, different brand from memory for the... Um, my iPad mini version of that iPad mini. And it actually worked really well. I was I was really look, other than my Wi-Fi was probably the issue with it in the end. Well, I think trying to stream it using for a PS4. second. Wi-Fi. My wife. My wife. My wife Wi-Fi. My my wife. Streaming my wife. it from uh <laughs> streaming my wife from uh with PS Remote Play wasn't great. <laughs> it worked okay, but it wasn't great. Um oy, oy, oy. she was a little slow. Uh, but but it, it was still really cool, I have to admit. It was really awesome to actually use it use it this way. Um, it looks pretty ergonomic. I, I like I like the design of this thing. Um, mm. It's it's going to be available in, in, you know, a lot of the major um, areas, I guess, or at least within reach of other countries for that, which is US, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, Italy, It's already Spain, here. Sweden. It's the JB Hi-Fi. Excellent. Um, Netherlands and the UK at launch. And I'm assuming given the breadth of those countries, it's going to be available in a, a lot more other places for 99 USD and 180 AUD, which Expensive, is a little right? steep. Yeah, let's, let's, oh, let's pause on that steep. for a second. But, but 180 US dollars, sorry, Australian no, dollars, sorry, yeah. Australian dollars, like up from 99 US. Yeah, but I mean, well, you got to so 99 US, in. 99 US yeah. is 156 Australian. Convert. Yeah. yeah, and then put in GST. No, no, I already did. I always do. And that. then our tax. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's, that's including up. GST. Getting, yeah. We're getting screwed. We're getting screwed. So we always get screwed. But I think like, you know it's a koala tax. So. Well, but this is not a PlayStation, right? This is a very niche device that, you know, they're going to ship a pallet. You know what I mean? It's going to cost them a mm. fortune to ship these things. I, like, I, yeah, it's, if it was 150, it's like, ooh, but 180, it's like, ee. I don't know why it's such a difference, but it just feels more way, way too expensive. But I mean, that's the, that's the price on their, on their website before shipping. So. That it's like you're buying it directly from them would be the same. So I checked it out, JB, today, and it's, yeah, 180 How much? in the store. 180. Oh, 180. Yeah, they'll go on special. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, they just, yeah, 180. Yeah. Maybe they'll have that that thing where 
because they random devices like this, like the Segway mm. stuff, for some reason, always they, they have random values. Yeah, that's true. Percent mm. off and shit. So maybe they'll have it. That's true. But look, I still think it's pretty cool being able to, if you have a stable Wi Fi and you can do proper PS remote play, being able to play some of these games handheld, especially given that we don't have access to the to the Steam Deck and stuff like that, is it's pretty freaking cool. I have to admit, I remember playing playing a few games on my iPad with with a similar sort of controller. Um, and it was actually really cool just experiencing yeah. that game in your hand. It, w- yeah. it was a really cool experience. I've, I've realized if I'm ever going to use my phone to play like Xbox Game Pass or game streaming, whatever, I need a vice controller. I think the, the, the yeah, mount thing just doesn't work for me. And, you know, Xbox has a version of this Backbone one as well. Here, here it um, is, this one. Yes. So we, nice. talked about, we talked about this last year. I wouldn't mind picking one of these up if I see mm. it on on sale, but um, it's good. It's good to know there's one that matches the PlayStation face buttons. Obviously, shame. We know it's based on the same design. It's a shame that there's not a version that doesn't have offset sticks. You know, like the PlayStation. Yeah, style, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, because you're Android boy, I think that only has uh, like effectively the Xbox style. Yeah. I don't think there's a black color for. I think black is effectively Xbox, and white is PlayStation. How they're rolling with it. Hmm. So, because I think we said that there comes. In oh no, black there's and a white. well, there's a little toggle there. That's yeah, why I looked it up. Yeah, but that's 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 the Xbox. Oh, it literally oh, just changes. It. Yeah, oh, no, it's a shitty website that, design. Well, we will yeah. make a correction. That is that is that is very misleading. any color you want is white. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, look, it is just a color scheme, right? Like, let's not get like I, I definitely would get the white one just because of the PlayStation connection. Um, but yeah, I get great remote play in my house. Like it's crazy. I was trying Rocket League with remote play with the, you know, the little mount controller as you had Swinney as well. And I was shocked at how precise it was. Like it blew me away. Like it's definitely not one-to-one, but it's so marginal, the delay and the lag. It's just like, holy shit. Like it's incredible. Um, I think for me, this is just like such a good like gift. Because like buying it just feels so expensive. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm kind of keen to pick one up. Do you know what the weirdest part about it though is for me, Swinny? Mm. Is being an iPhone user, they I think they're getting rid of the lightning port, either this revision or the next revision, finally. Oh, and because then what are you gonna do? With I believe this? the EU are forcing them to get rid of it. it at least in the EU. Mm. And it would be surprising if they have like an EU version of the iPhone and then the rest of the world version with Lightning. So you're thinking it'll be like a Backbone 1 Plus or something and it'll be the new whatever USB-C or whatever the port is that the iPhone... Well, Android's USB-C. Yeah, but I'm saying like it'll be like the version that is that. Well, but effectively... Well, no, what (laughs) what I'm, I guess, quite like not nervous, but what I'd be concerned about is that you go and get this version the iPhone version, and then it's like mm. it's going to be only relevant for iPhones. Like, this I current iPhone might be it, right? So, I know, I know. And it's At a lot of money point, just for, a, like, a little Vice thing. What kind of performance do you need out of these things? Because at this point, I almost wonder if you just you can fork out a bit of money on a separate phone dedicated yeah, to that, this. Actually, I never thought about that. Like, you just could a just, cheap phone just with a yeah, Apart from my phone being scrat- uh, smashed. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, as long Let's as the that. PlayStation app works on that iOS version, yeah, you're probably right. Actually, kind of for for people tuning in on on the tubes, this kind of the color scheme and stuff just reminds me a little bit of my uh, Cetus. Yes, so, this so is much the, extra uh, shit, man. Well, no, but I okay. So <laughs> the way this came about is my mate 
um, wanted to order one from the US and it's like, hey, we can split shipping, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I wouldn't mind trying it just so I can actually use the Joy-Cons on it properly. And it's a, it's, it's a Satisfy brand. So it's look, it's, it's decent premium quality in terms of the, the yeah. build and everything And we else. should advertise that. That's another one of our advertisers, right? Our Satisfy advertisers. Yeah, Satisfy Grip. Um, and it works really well, but not as good as this. The neck grip that I was I was telling you. Oh no! Yeah, wait, you gotta can you pause this because Swinny's not here. Yes, Swinny better be coming back. No, he's gonna come back soon. So, I don't know what he's doing. Know, I can. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Well, it's not. I don't think it's gonna work with the satisfy. But the point is, you can actually you know, you can <laughs> it like this, and you can just because when you're laying down in bed, right? That you, is you, so you, sad. You're like this in bed. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. That is so Super sad. sad. Super sad. It's one of the saddest things I've ever done in my life. And I've done plenty of sad things. Yeah. That is... Uh... <laughs> That's what it is. That, yeah, Swinny's going to be so sad that he's missed it. Oh, you missed it. Oh, well, too late. Hey, Swinny, you missed... You he missed actually it. brought out the neck grip thing. I bought the neck it. grip. The neck grip 5000. It, it is more. worse than what I even thought is. it was. Look at it's it. It's literally just this, right? <laughs> and then it's got the thing where you can you can mount a, an iPad or a phone or well, iPad mini probably fits into this. And then you know, look, look at it, look at it. It is look, it's ridiculous, but at the same time, no, it's no. It's unsurprising that that oh, exists. It's it's a sad reflection on our society. This is like this because is, the this honestly the Daiso. amount of the amount of times when I've like almost fallen asleep looking at my phone or the yeah. switch or a tablet yeah. and the, the shit's fallen on my face and just like that's happened a lot like, yeah no that happens to my wife all you, the time you put well. your phone on it for example so that, that's where the phone right and you just like alright alright host this is this is innovation this right, is what host. people should be I like how you, go, you have to go at 10.30 Australia needs to stay on the time right, and you're the one right, fucking so around I think we covered this device enough so next up we got some more news, and this time it's around Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Wave 2 booster course tracks are revealed. So this is the second wave of Mario 8 Kart Deluxe booster courses pass. Um, the tracks have been uh, revealed finally, and this time Mario and the gang are heading down under. Hmm. The wave 2 is dropping today. Sorry, tomorrow. Uh, I, I just tomorrow, I tried. I'm tomorrow. like, I've got to get oh, that instant. I've got to get the instant correction in, but you're too fast. Over. Too oh, fast. man. My my brilliant hosting is down the drain now. Sorry, sorry. Wave uh, one um, of the booster course pass came out back in March, with all six waves due out by the end of 2023. Wow, that's that's quite a while actually. Uh, maybe you'll get your analog pocket by then. The booster course pass <laughs> is included Gosh. in the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack membership, or available to purchase separately for around. <laughs> Hashtag twenty five USD <laughs> or thirty seven fifty Australian dollars. You didn't see that. I, I, uh, I, I so wanted what, to shout this out because, yeah. like, low key, man, this is this is going under the radar. This, these uh, down under the radar. You yeah, down under the radar. These booster courses. I, I think people were shitting on them from a design perspective. <laughs> sorry, I'm dying here. Um, uh-huh, from a design perspective, but. They're adding a lot of life to the game. Like, I've gone back and played through a lot of these courses. I don't mind the art style. I just think it's a more cartoony art style. And now you're also seeing brand new courses, like, that are not from any game at all. So this well, one one brand new course. Yeah, sure. But still, it's like, it's something extra, right? 
Um, and a lot of these tour courses, I just wouldn't play because I just never got into Mario Kart Tour. It's my least spoiler alert for the tier list. It's my I mean, for least a lot favorite of, tour at Mario Kart game. For a lot of people, I mean, they are essentially new courses for a lot of people, you know, so that's cool. Yeah, the tour ones, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just a really good selection of like historic courses as well. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think you but guys should check out which them. ones. Yeah, so so we got Turtle Cup, we got uh, Calamari Desert from Mario Kart 64, we've got Mario Circuit 3 from Super Mario Kart, uh, New York Minute from Mario Kart Tour, and Waluigi Pinball from Mario Kart DS. Fuck yeah, I love that little. And yeah, that's a cool Propeller Cup. Uh, Propeller Cup, which is the one you'd be able to see at the bottom of the screen on the B-roll at the moment, uh, or on the website, is uh, Sky High Sunday, which is completely new. Haven't seen that before. Snowland, which is from Mario Kart Super Circuit. Sydney Sprint, which is from Mario Kart Tour. And Mushroom Gorge, nearly called it Mushroom Garage, by Mario, uh, which is from Mario Kart on the Wii. As a Sydney sider, it's uh, it's actually cool. That there's a... I can, I can drive through Sydney. How cool is that? I assume it's got... I've, I've already seen it. It's got the Opera House. Can yeah, it's got the Opera House. To show us? It's got the Opera no. House and stuff. But it's you got can, the Opera you, House. Yeah, you drive through the Opera House. It's got the uh, the bridge. It's got... Um, I think it's got Luna Park, but it doesn't say Luna Park on there. So. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact about the Opera House. I think it's one of the first, if not the first building that used epoxy. So the, the <laughs> super strong glue in its construction. And it actually I didn't uses, know that. I didn't know there that. There you go. Yeah, quite, quite interesting. And it actually uses um, interesting physics in order to um, to hold itself up using tensioned cables. So if those tensioned cables actually break, the entire structure kind of collapses because it uses the force of those cables held together plus the epoxy glue. So really I'm just fascinating. It was it was ahead of its time in terms of the way it was constructed back then. So I'm just laughing at something from the last segment, which was you know, Mike, you had that the the frame thing on and oh, yeah, in a chat hooded that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, no, this, what the what fuck the is this? Thing. <laughs> hey, hey, it's super. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever had aboard. But you can get it for well, I bought it. I don't know if you can get it more. It's like five sixty from Daiso or something. Sorry, and I just honestly, it was worth it. It was it, worth it. It's comfortable. Look, this is this is these tracks. It's cool. Um, Calamari Desert's a fun track, but um, look, I the one thing, and I know they've teased um, that there'll be more drops. Like to me, I just think they just need to add more double dash tracks. I think some, you know, there's none in, in this drop. So, and that that game has some of my favorites. So, I love all the SNES tracks. Like I just love seeing them remade into 3D. Like yeah. they're horrible for the Mario Kart Eight style but oh yeah here we go here's the sydney one. Oh, that's sick it looks awesome right it's got a luna park it's got everything. Opera house. did it's they replicate some of the, the buildings chair. by the thing that's <laughs> oh, awesome okay that is pretty cool that, that is, is really really, really cool, cool. That's really, yeah. this is the new way we're going to do b-roll this is the the b-grade version of the b-roll i just, <laughs> yeah, play just YouTube. go youtube search right <laughs> yeah i just just i just it's actually not a bad we idea should just change the show up. <laughs> i should just be the producer i get to like Beam shit in, you know, in the background. <laughs> it's more fun that way. Cool. But yeah, your awesome. host, Mike. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I think that wraps up uh, the news about Mario Kart. So next up, we have uh, some more exciting news that Intergod Yay. Just, just loves to bits. He just stays up all night thinking about it. I, I think he actually, to give some context to the new joiners, uh, to the new listeners... 
He has a monthly tradition where he fills his bathtub with all the amiibos that he has <laughs> and just rests in it for half an hour. It's bizarre, I guess, but hey, each to their own. I think it's, you know, interesting. Anyway, one of the latest additions that he's looking forward to having dangled between his bits in the bathtub is a new Minecraft amiibo. I, so I like the man with uh, the vice neck grip toy yeah. is has the goal to have a go at me like that's an amazing that's amazing <laughs> man, confidence that a man has to have vice vice grip versus yeah. bathing with amiibos i, I don't know I what's worse okay let's me. create a tinder profile you have that neck fucking grip and i have okay. some little amiibo toys let's see who in the bathtub we'll see who in gets the, the most Are you go in the bathtub with that neck thing then as well okay i'll go in the bathtub <laughs> with the neck thing but you gotta go in the bathtub with your amiibos yeah, I, I'm anyway just, i'm just excited that you know finally you know we're getting some amiibo action you know we have yeah. We have Minecraft Amiibo release date. Oh, yes, thanks, we know Winnie. the release date. We did, we, did you say it, Mike? You're the host. I didn't yet because I didn't get to that part. <laughs> yeah, you just editorial me with totally like, useless you're information. Editorializing. <laughs> this is what I did wrong so, in the first, you know, 50 episodes of the show. <laughs> so, uh, Nintendo finally are giving us an update on the highly anticipated Minecraft Steve and Alex Amiibos. Minecraft. Uh, Whoa. Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> I love the typos. Originally due to release alongside Min Min earlier in the year, they were delayed due to logistics and production issues, whatever that means. Uh, the figures will now be released on the 9th of September. So, what, in about a month and a little bit, available both separately or in a double pack. And I'm assuming, Intergot, you've already pre ordered these. I've ordered two. Just, I was gonna... you know, one to open and one to display. Of course you did. Of Are you going to buy two of them separate and two of the double packs? So four of them. No, I'm not that crazy. I'm not, I'm okay, not like, okay. I know you guys okay. think I'm totally no, insane with the Amiibo stuff. I'm not. But I'm so not. on the official Amiibo, Amiibo, like, canon listing, uh, is the double pack treated as a separate thing you need to complete? This, this is the Amiibo. This is how deep I am with Amiibo. I've, I been, I've been on this website before. It's a great I've website. I don't know who made it. Amiibo life. So are double, are double packs treated as separate things you need to collect? No, no, no. Okay, okay. No. To be honest, the Amiibo community is pretty lenient on, the, on those things because you've got the gold ones. No one gives a shit about those. You've got like the silver ones. It's like, ah, who gives a shit? So... I'm trying to see who made this site. The community is lean. Like people judge you if you have them or don't have them. Isn't it a thing you just? They're not treating it as something you have to have to complete your collection. Ah, yeah. Look at this guy. So So this is this site's spare time creation from John Prey, Louis G2, Louis G2. So this guy, this is his. He's only got 32. What a legend this guy is. He's got 32 Amiibo and he's created the best Amiibo fan site. <laughs> I have awesome. more Amiibo than the guy who's created Amiibo.life. <laughs> That's sad. No, he probably, probably created got the site and realized how sad the whole collection oh, is. Oh, I've got way more than double. I've got way more than double. I've got like a hundred and something. But anyway. Um, Whoa. How many are there in total? I think 168 or something like that. 170. Okay, so you don't quite have... All of them. Well, but, if you count the cards as a separate thing, I don't know what you want to do with those. But they're separate, I reckon. Oh, then hundreds, 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 and hundreds. But um, what I like about this guy is he's he's on the ball, man. He's he's the same as me. Oh, he's already got him up. <laughs> so he's already got like the ones that should be coming because so Kaiser, Mithra, Pyra, Sephiroth, but mm. he doesn't have someone. Swinny. He doesn't have Sora. Because it hasn't been confirmed. Yes. And it, I'm I keeping think, up with my Amiibo lore. You are. You, I'm, I'm up on the Kemco stuff and you're up on the Amiibo <laughs> stuff. 
But this is this is I think in a weird way, if they never do a Sora amiibo, some way to me that's quite fitting. <laughs> it means that they've released every single Smash character apart from one. Like what a dagger. <laughs> oh man. <coughs> Alright, well, I think it would be incredible. I- Either I'm I'm glad that we've managed to get two consecutive amiibo segments in the show. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. Look at these these Monster Hunter ones. I'm picking them up next week. I think. Are you going to review them on the show? Well, yeah. Well, we need to because yeah. we need we need to have amiibo content next week and the week after that. <laughs> we need amiibo every day till I'm dead and I don't have to hear about yeah, I'm fucking amiibos anymore. I'm picking them up on Friday next week, so I'll, I won't be able to review it this week, but I'll review it for the following show. Can you do, okay. if you're going to open one, can you do an unboxing? I'm not opening on it. The show? I'm not opening it. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. I, I, I've gotten away from opening them now. <laughs> now he just collects them. Yeah, I just collected them now. It's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Like my Hot Wheels. Like I have all of these, all of these. I don't have this. This is what I need to pick up, these six. Which ones? The watches? That's what they are. It's for oh, Super those. You'll Nintendo get World. those. You'll get those, including the random stranger you'll oh, yeah, I'll pretend get is your them. uncle. I'll get all of them. But I, is yeah, the Diablo I... one listed in here? Yeah. Luke, Goblin. Luke Goblin. Yep, right there. Man, what a, what I can't a even see. Quite honestly, even just going through all of these, I can't see any that I don't have. Oh, that's one that I don't have. Yeah, some of these ones. Wow. These are really rare. But anyway. All right, parking the Amiibo craziness. Yeah, let's move on to my favorite segment. And unfortunately, it says here that my favorite segment, this is the last, the final? Could be. No, I'm you're not cheating against Winnie. Fuck off. Sorry, what? What? Nah, no. I don't think he's gonna do. You can't pull us twice. You should have. Like, I got my eyes on you. I don't want to criticize, but man, you should have kept that going longer. We had no clue. Nah, <laughs> no, but he did. He, he went out at the perfect time to prove All that right. he wasn't actually doing anything. Any, anyone doesn't know, we're about to wrap up the news, and last week I pre-recorded mm. me uh, doing it in under a minute. So uh, it was. And then good, he left halfway. Well, not halfway. The through, amount of times I watched Indigo, like. Face palm when he realized. Like, <laughs> I I almost wish I could like gif that. I should make gif and just face palm and just like oh, I want to watch it over That's funny. Okay, Mike host. Mike's the host. <laughs> well, uh, well, you, you know, know the intro drill. segment. What's usual? the point of the segment? Okay, so wrapping up the news, we'll bring up the counter on a stream in a second. Don't start just yet. And Swin had hey 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 hey. hey. <laughs> And Swin has one minute, and Swin. only one minute at most, to cover any updates on the following things of note. Over to you, Swin, whenever you want to start. EA are reportedly working on an open ra- open world Black Panther game. Jupiter have announced Picross 10 for the Switch. According to Bloomberg, Grand Theft Auto 6 will take place in Miami and feature a female protagonist. The Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake has been delayed indefinitely. The unannounced Tactics Ogre remaster has been leaked on the PlayStation Store. Solar Ash is coming to Steam on December 6 and Xbox and Game Pass to follow. The Pathless has come to Xbox Series, Xbox One and Switch this winter. An next-gen version of what remains of Edith Finch is available now, while Outer Wilds is also coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Steam and Epic are now banned in Indonesia due to a new registration policy. The Quest VR2 heads, VR headset is getting a big price increase soon. Xbox boss Phil Spencer's most anticipated game is God of War Ragnarok. The Tomb Raider movie rights are up for grabs. Valve claims they will fulfill all current Steam Deck reservations by the end of the year. New PS5 system updates begun rolling out, adding game lists and more. Steam has added support for Nintendo's retro Switch controllers. Square Enix are releasing a figure of Final Fantasy VII's cloud wearing one of its Wall Street dresses. Roblox has been re- removed its famous oof sound, created by Tommy Tallarico's sound studio, and finally John Cena's joining Fortnite. 
Whoa. Well, I thought I was going to fail that for sure. Yeah, yeah. 40 words. I'm like, I'm screwing up, and I'm like, I don't care. And I look back, and I'm like, I'm going to pass this. What the hell is wow, going well on? Well done. Well done. How did I pass Shandler that? Buff is happy with you. I'm, I'm really annoyed. I thought we this was the final one. I wasn't following. Very did he skip any, custom. Mike? Were you following No, I don't it? think he did. I don't, but I had to keep looking at him. I didn't. I was watching him, and I don't want him doing shenanigans again. I didn't skip anything, but I re, re, had to say things again because I kept yeah. screwing yeah. it up like the Meta Quest 2 headset and I'm like Meta VR headset <laughs> so I said extra words and for some reason I had more time what's going on I actually think I went better mm. than my pre-recorded one I thought this was the final one I thought like nah, Mike's going to be able to do this next oh, week I'm God, like I'm no. free you know well he's the host Ooh. so he can't do it yeah I can't do it anymore I'm hosting oh, it'll be up to yeah, you yeah, then I'd, have to, go. I'd have to do it I'd have to do it I, I wanted. I do want to see. We that saw actually. how well your first unprepared attempt went. So. It's horrible. I'm bad at. I'm, well, I'm, not I'm as bad as like my fully dyslexic. So. Attempt. Um, so, what do you guys want to talk about? Anything that stands out? I will just say none of there's been no stories added in. So these are all as of Sunday. So there might be a few new stories that came up that you guys might want to talk about that I didn't mention. So, well, the coat tour uh, stuff is insane. Hmm, like what insane. a cock up that whole thing. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I, I think is it act. Apsis? Apsis, I think, at a studio working aspire. on it. Aspire, sorry, Aspire, yeah. but they it's a Y. They aspired too hard. They aspired too hard. Apsis, there's <laughs> a, a Y. Aspire, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, that is a bit weird. But the thing is, is, if you want to, you can actually go and just play the original that's upscaled on, on, on Xbox now. So that's at least, if you've and got Switch. an Xbox. And the Switch, right? And the Switch, yeah. It's no, but I'm saying like the, 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 the original version is, is upscaled. It's on, just one of those games that would benefit from a remaster, mm. right? Mm. Maybe Given not when it was made it. and everything like that. So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Mm. But it did seem... I remember when it was announced and then you looked at the studio, it's like they're a porting studio. Like they've never made anything themselves. Like it seemed mm. like a big ask for a game that's... Like it's a real cult classic. Like it's going to be heavily criticised and evaluated and and supposedly it was meant to come out this year the KOTOR remaster and then they did the vertical slice or something like that and then reports are saying they now think it would be 2025 and they basically sacked the director sacked the art art director and i was like the the game's on hold it's like oh oh god yeah these are the guys that did the star wars racer um one in republic commando well they did the court the kotor port on mobile as well Mm. so it just, I don't know. It always seemed like a huge stretch to me that they were going to do that. It's like, uh, okay. But um, I uh, I am keen on the Outer Wild. So is that the... So it says it's coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I'm assuming it's going to be 60 FPS. That kind of upgrade? Because um, at the moment, even I'm on Series sure. X, it's not 60. It's, uh, it's still 30, which was really disappointing. Because I wanted to play it on that, I ended up getting it on PC anyway. But um, that is one cool. So you're gonna buy it again? I really want to play? Well, I, well, no, it's it's on Game Pass from memory. So oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, it's yeah. So it includes enhancements such as 60 FPS. Ah, um, cool. I I don't think it will include the DLC because you get it as a free upgrade for um I believe for okay that's fine. Box, I but, still um, I mean I still haven't played the original and it's it's a very intriguing game. I really. You've played it. I think you quite liked it. So oh, I liked it. It's just intimidating as hell. I just can't. Find it is very I intimidating. I, it's just like time-based games. I'm very hit and miss with me. Just like yeah. something about it. it's a magical game. It's awesome, but I'm just like something about when you know 
the loop is going to end. Uh, yeah, and it's like, I, I ah, this you know. No, I, I'm I'm on the same page as you, Swinney. Like that, which is it's yeah. it's actually always put me off playing, and it's a terrible reason. Majora's Mask. It's like, oh my god! Like it's amazing that game's so old, and it and it had that mechanic, but. Mm. Yeah, there's something about it. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's freak. It's stressing me out. It gives me anxiety. Mm. I'm like, dude, I just want to fucking eh. play a game. I just want to have Do fun, guys... motherfucker. Remember, we had a Chris Gringle the other year, and uh, we bought we? each other. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did, and we bought each other some games. I remember. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Someone I don't know who, but you guys might know him very well. He might be a co-host on this show. Bought both of you a copy of Deathloop. Which I assume to this day you've never. Played. We all bought each it? other bloody Deathloop. What yeah, are you no, talking about? You, you, no, because I was waiting for you guys. He to bought Deathloop for you as well. Now, I've mentioned it multiple times. I'm like, hey, we should play it at the same time so we can talk about it. Have you it played it? Talk about it on the show. Then, then no, why? Because I was waiting have, for you have, guys. Well, then why did you ask us? You lead the I charge. Have. You're the host. Asked, lead the okay, charge. This host. week, this week, this week, you bitches have to play the game. You start. You start. Okay, I'll play it then. I was waiting. Boom. So you're saying you're just waiting for someone else to ask and you couldn't ask I did, yourself. but I asked multiple times. I'm like, okay, we should play it this week. I don't you remember you never... asking. I did. I don't remember you asking. No, you did. Did. You didn't ask that. I did. That's bullshit. Anyway. I asked, anyway. and I even said that we should do it so we can, we should play it at the same time so we can all talk about it on the show. Um, I'm very happy that Solar Ash is coming to Xbox. It'll be in Game Pass as well, so that's mm. awesome. So that's Heart Machine's game that they followed up Hyperlight with and I've, I've wanted to play that and The Pathless as well which has always been the PS5 game that or a PS5 game that really appealed to me is also coming to Xbox as well and Switch awesome. The Pathless on the Switch is interesting like that that's a pretty nice looking game so I'm hoping it's not a cloud version I'm hoping it's just a native one um, I, This Switch conversation is really interesting because I'm like so torn when there's a game and I go do I want it on the Switch because I love the handheldness of it or do I want to play it on PC because I can play, let's call it the best version of it? Why not and, Steam Deck? Well, exactly. <laughs> I wish I wish I could get my hands in the bloody Steam Deck to solve that problem once and for all. It's so oh, annoying. They're starting because to get so through many the games backlog. That I'm, I'm playing and I'm like, man, I got it on the Switch. I wish I didn't get it on the Switch because it's cool that it's portable and I can play uh, it in bed. You, you have to buy it my, multiple times. My neck that's brace 5000. But then I, yeah, but if I buy it multiple times, I have to like. I don't know. Here's here's an example. Uh, Disco Elysium. I have it on Switch and I have it on PC, and the PC version plays and runs way better. But I like sitting Shock. in bed playing it. But then I'm like, man, the controls also <laughs> don't feel quite as good playing it on the Switch. It's a PC it's game, man. It's really it is ultimately a PC game, and I'm I'm torn between that. So if I could have it on Steam, where I'm like, if I'm in bed, I'll play it handheld brilliant and then if i'm on my pc there i'll play game. it on my pc same game same make save. a handheld game make a hand so happy maybe i should build my own little glorified handheld my system. guess is that the steam deck will come out to australia next year through eb games it's not a big guess well that's a big call that is a big call <laughs> i a, wish a, i was about to call you mr nosferatu i'm like no that is not mr <laughs> nosferatu nosferatu <laughs> It's Nostradamus. <laughs> it's the Nosferatu. <laughs> um, awesome. I feel I like Nosferatu. I was dead myself. The um the story that I, I like the uh this week is um 
I, I'm not familiar much with Roblox, uh, you know, outside of yeah. what everyone would know about it. But the fact that they changed you played that the most out of voice, all of us, by the way. I played the Gucci, yeah, <laughs> the Gucci, the Gucci experience. Um, but I've actually watched a lot of Roblox when I've like had to babysit my niece and nephew, and they're like watching. They're they're playing it, but they're also they're watching like YouTubers and stuff. Um, but the fact that Tommy Tallarico, you know, um, famous. Famous game composer, but also... Best mate of Pat Nehan from the CEO yeah, podcast. The uh, ex-CEO of uh, Intellivision and the whole Amico debacle recently. The fact that his studio, um, you know, came up with that sound and they were never paid for it is nuts. Well, the I thought they did get got... licensed for it. So they changed it, but for years they didn't. Oh, yeah. So basically it was like then I think they started... I was, I was just watching another channel about it, but I think it was might have been Moist Criticals talking about it, but basically saying, I think they started charging people making games robots like a dollar to have that sound yes, in yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's been removed. So that's that's funny. It's just such a weird link, Roblox and Tommy Tallarico there. So. Yeah, that is a weird link. I mean, we haven't covered the Amico at all. Like it doesn't really... The thing is that the Intellivision... What was it called even? Shit. The Intellivision... It's about the Amico. What was the Intellivision called? The original one? I don't know. Isn't it just called the Intellivision? Oh, I thought it was called something. That'd probably be like a nine. Maybe uh, you're right. Maybe it's just called there. the Intellivision. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, yeah. That never came out to Australia, from what I understand. Yeah. So, like, we missed a bunch of these things. Like, the Neo Geo Pocket. We never got that in Australia. Pocket Color. I don't, did we get the Neo Geo? I don't think we got the Neo Geo in Australia. Mm, don't think so. Yeah. Don't think we ever got the Neo Geo. Not that any of us would be able to afford it. PC but, Engine? Um, did we get PC Engine here? I don't think so. Would we get PC Engine Turbo Graphics? No. Yeah, we, we, I did. Oh, Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> okay, let, let me just say, I'm. Chrono Trigger? I think, we did, I think we didn't. And yeah, we didn't get Final Fantasy VI. We didn't get Chrono Trigger. We got Terranigma, damn it. Which Terranigma. is a fucking awesome game. One of the best RPGs I've ever it's, played in my life. I know Terranigma. it's so overplayed for people in the States, but Terranigma is a fucking awesome game. It's one of my favorite SNES games. Absolute classic. It's um, so sick. I played it like not that many years ago again, and I'm like, wow, this game's still fucking really cool. I think you'd really like Terranigma, Mike. You mm. like the tone and the music of it, especially. When analog. So. Yeah, with Make SNES, it available, it would right. be the perfect well, game for it. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Is there anything else? Nope. No, I think that's so. about it. It's uh, It was... There was a lot of little things last week. Mm. I think the analog um, story was, was the, the big one for it's us. Good. But, update um, it. Update it, Mike. Mm. When I see you next, I'll bring the link cable. We'll play. I can see Sounds other. good. Sounds like a plan. All right. So thank you for the opportunity to host the show. I actually had quite a lot of fun. You're the host uh, now. You are the host I have, now. What? Well done, Mike. You're the host. Oh, God. I thought I did a horrible job. Damn it. You didn't do a horrible job. Just maybe not call the show Big Dicking Game. Yeah, maybe don't do that. That's the first thing I, you say. I must admit, if YouTube bans us, right, after all the years of effort we've put in, Over and I've that. warned you so oh, many God. times, don't swear at the start, right? <laughs> I actually think it would be hilarious if it wrecks the show. Like, that's something that would be really funny no, to me. Can we beep it somehow? No, no it's too late. It's already it it's already out. It's out. Uh, it's out and about. Yeah, yeah, so maybe don't do that next time. Yeah, maybe maybe I won't do wait that more than time. a minute to swear. But, okay. but you're hosting. Now. I still I don't gonna... think it's a swear word, though. I don't think Dick is a swear word. There's I've... people who are literally called Dick. I've Dick moved... Cheney. Dick Cheney. Look at big, that. Big Richard in gaming. Big Richard. I should have called it Big <laughs> gonna, Richard in gaming. We're going to need some big weak energy so. to get through. Uh, yeah. next episode. So I've moved into production. I'm now the producer of the show. 
Nice. Swinney is the editor of the show, like and you're producer. the host. I look like a producer. What does that fucking mean? No, I just like got the producer wife. hoodie. What no, no, swipe. not in a bad you way. You shouldn't be seen no. in front of the camera. No, not in a bad way. You've got, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be in front of the camera. Uh, no, no, no. You've got the hoodie. You've got the cool T-shirt. The hat. You've got that producer vibe. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. I got the the hobo vibe. The host vibe is that what a host I've, is looking like? I've, I've I want to see you in a suit. Vibe, even though I'm vibe. Can you can you be in a suit next time? Because you're now, you're now the you host. You want me to go in a suit? Okay, yeah. I will go in a suit. Yeah, next like time. Lex Friedman or something like that. Suits. I've got I've got probably as many suits as you have amiibos, and I wear none because I hate. It. <laughs> well, I also wear the amiibos. So. <laughs> All right, that wraps up this week's show. Um, next week, Swinney's got a review. We don't know what. Well, Hopefully, I'd like to review Over Rogue, actually. That okay. um, really Over-Rogue. cool deck-building uh, Kepco game. And Slay the Spire. Right. Yeah. So, I actually might actually try Slay the Spire to see how close they Fucking are to, get to, to each Such other. Such a good game, so, man. Try to clock it. Uh, maybe I will. You won't. All right. Later, <laughs> team. See you all next week. See ya. Bye-bye.